<laughs> this is our night, Johnny. This is our night. I could feel it. I mean, you got them animals in there eating out of the palm of your hand. You beat them. You take their money. You call them names to their faces. And they love you. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I never said anything like it. I mean, beating a man out of his money, that's easy. Anybody can do that. But beating a man out of his money and making him like it, that's an art. That's not of a true hustler. Welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts, John. Okay, sir, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski, that's terrific. Rob. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And Hydroburn. What country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? Welcome to Cinemigos, the podcast all about expanding cinematic horizons. I'm your host, the cinematic archaeologist, Rob, and today we're discussing my pick, Cool Hall Junkies, from 2002, directed, written by, and starring Mars Callahan. But before that, let's rack them up and introduce the rest of the hustlers in the pool hall. Stroke it, don't poke it, it's Heidelberg. How you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah. that's that's <laughs> Those are words to live by. That's my motto. For sure, <laughs> I like that. Uh, rack them up. That was good. I like dig that. Good oh, work. Glad you did. Fuck yeah. And all and also in the pool hall, we got the eight ball killer, the kinetic onslaught himself, John. How you doing, Bo? You you. What up? What up? What up? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Ready to talk about this movie? Fucking hey, Rob. That was a hell of an the eight ball killer, a play on the eight bit killer. Damn, exactly. bro. Rob's just dug nasty with it, dude. Yeah. Just fucking slanging them from yeah, the hip. Damn, metaphors and shit here. right off the bat. Uh, what are we in for today, dude? Hell yeah, man. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Pool Hall Junkies, one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies of all time. Um, Had you guys seen any? Had you seen this before? I had not. No. You had not, John? You, you're shaking nope. your head, no? Negatory, I had not. I was thoroughly uh surprised and happy. Yeah. Uh, well, why did why you I pick this, this film? Yeah. Why did I choose this film? I chose it because one, this movie just caught me by surprise. Uh, you know, obviously, like when it comes to pool hall films, The Hustler is or um, The Color of Money. Those are the ones that people kind of think of, and I've seen those, and they're great. But this one, I was introduced to by my co-host Andy on Circle of Jerks, and it just smacked me in the ass. It was so. At a, at a left field, I didn't expect it. And had I known about it back in 2002, I would have gone into theaters to watch this because this film is just great. And it's not just about the pool playing. It, there's there's so much, uh, and we'll talk about this as we go along, but it's, it's about father figures and it's about uh, friendship. There's so much that is in, that's put into this film. It has a lot of heart and... That's why I chose it, and I wanted to introduce it to you guys, see what you guys thought about it. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. There's definitely a lot of themes in there that you can that you can glean from and and uh, pull Symbolism. apart. Symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. But uh, why don't we give that uh, patented Heidelberg spoiler warning? Yeah, and then you can uh, break down the synopsis for us. Yeah, we do the synopsis, and we'll get started. 
All right, ready? Spoiler warning. Meow, 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 meow. Spoiler alert. Flawless every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's evolving. A retired, a retired pool hustler is forced to pick up his stick again when his brother starts a game he cannot finish. Um, but yeah, let's get into a little bit of pre-production, how this film came into being. Uh, this was kind of the pet project of Mars Callahan. He's the star of the film, Johnny Doyle. And he wanted to do uh, something that hadn't been done in Hollywood before uh, as well. Uh, you know, uh, one of his heroes in acting was Sylvester Stallone. And he wanted to do something. He wanted to write, direct, and star in uh, uh, his own film, uh, which in his own way uh, had not been done before, uh, at least for his like kind of debut in film. And, and like Stallone, he... Uh, he wrote this he wrote this uh movie for himself and shopped it for like 10 years it was uh this and had com- doors completely slammed in his face because he wouldn't compromise his vision it's like i i want to work with the heroes that i have envisioned he wanted to work with christopher walken and he wanted to direct it he wanted to star in it and nope 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 but he wouldn't compromise and eventually he met some people who really liked his script they had he had no idea that they were tied to christopher walken they passed on the script to christopher walken and his agent or his um assistant called him it's like hey christopher walken wants to talk to you loved your script wants to talk to you about it boom and stuff started to happen and about he was once able to... walken was attached to it, it like other people fell in, you know? things really got started because then you know, chaz palmentary got involved you got Rod Steiger involved and it just everything kind of fell into place. And uh, I just like that. I mean, just the making of this film, it was kind of a uh, it was a story about heart is what I uh, kind of like how the film is about heart. The uh, the other thing, too, that I was I found it was really interesting about this is that one of the girls that he was friends with, she was able to help him get the financing for the film. And he's like, hey, well, why don't we give you get you your first producer credit in Hollywood? You'll be the executive producer of the film and we'll go from there. And uh, as that was going along, the studio's like, well, we're not going to go forward if this person's the producer. And he says he essentially told them to go fuck themselves. And like the movie's over. Uh, this is happening. I made her the executive producer. It's this or nothing. And eventually, like, uh, because Palminteri and Walken wanted to do it at this point, they pretty much said, it's like, you either do it with the way that Mars wants it or we walk. And that's like, OK, you can have your way. <laughs> and, but he stuck by his guns. He didn't compromise. He didn't sell that his friend down the river. He didn't lie to her. That, I think that's great. So that's how the film got made. Interesting. Very interesting. It's a very DIY sort of thing. You can see it's, you know written directed by starring by you know kind of yeah uh yeah and i know the other question you guys are going to ask so i'm going to answer it right now and i'm sure everyone else who's uh who watches the film prior to the episode they're going to ask this too the all the pool playing in the film there's no fancy edits or trick or yeah, it looks all like the actors it is yes the actors are one uh mars callahan and christopher walken are accomplished pool players the the only time like so when you see the hand or like the or anytime you see the any part of the actor 
they're the ones doing the shots. Mm-hmm. The only times like where it is like you know this uh special trick shot trick shot artist or when you don't you just see the balls moving. The close ups of the balls, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that one cut enough. that's pretty pretty jarring at the end of that one of the like crazy jump spin shot. Like yeah. other, other than that, yeah, it's all super flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just wanted to answer that right up front because I I'm pretty sure you guys were gonna ask that. So dude, I saw I watched a uh there's this YouTube series where they talk to like professionals from their perspective things you know what i mean what whatever it is and then they have them watch like famous scenes in movies to see how close it is to these us. really do it and yeah. there was a there was a guy who was a pool player and they he, they were breaking down a, a shit ton of different pool movies and shots and uh the only reason that i i even like really saw that that shot i was talking about earlier is he talks about like that movie was known like i guess that's like a crazy ass shot in pool the like jump a ball to hit to spin to come back to hit another ball to go in but he's like other than that all all of the pool playing in the movie seemed like supernatural and all real smooth and so like i didn't realize it was this movie until i got to that part and i was like oh shit this is i just i watched a youtube video it's not that long ago Hmm. yeah and uh, uh, notoriously pool films and poker films are actually very hard to capture on camera because you have to especially if there's more than one take, you have to know where was the ball in the shot before? Cause you, you want to oh, keep that sure. continuity. Yeah. It, and that's, re- it's really hard to do, yeah. especially because there is like the randomization of like, where's the ball going? Where, where did the cards get placed down? It's, mm-hmm. it's a mess. So like, I, like uh movies like Casino Royale, you know, that poker scene, that's, the easily the toughest shot of the film is doing that whole that whole scene. It's so fucking good. That scene's so good. Dude. Yeah, I know, right? but it's yeah. That it's you would think it would be the action scenes, but no, it was the, the card playing scenes that were the hardest one to film. Your chip stacks, shit like that. Yeah, I yeah. Know. But uh, yeah, let's get into this film. Um, I do like the the funky opener, like the yeah. music and stuff. I I dig. I was digging that, and I like the camera work featuring like the elements of the pool hall. Yeah, setting up the motif of like what you know, what the movie's about. Um, I, to be honest though, I didn't love the dialogue right off the bat in the opening scene. If, you don't uh, like the narration? Something felt a little off. Yeah, I have issues with the narration in this one. Um, but yeah, something fell off with the uh, for me. I did like the setup of the story though. I like with the kid and the um the other hustler and then Chaz's character coming in. Um, Joe throwing the fucking lighter out. That's fucked up. Like. Yeah, yeah well, I wondered what that was. So was that like because he just fucking told him not to play that guy, and then he turns around and he's playing the guy, and so he's like, "Well, fuck it, then I'm fucking throwing the letter away." Like, what nah, was he was gonna throw the letter away regardless. He's using that kid, you know what I mean? He saw yeah, him right. as a meal ticket basically, and he figures, "Well, I, if he goes pro, he's gonna disconnect from me, and he won't do hustling." So I gotta raise him my way. But we, you know, like later on in the film, it feels like more like you know, Johnny's like, "Well." you should have just stuck with me and I go pro. I take you with me. You know what I mean? Like, right. Cause you're my dad. You're like my dad. Yeah, he, you know what I mean? He never so, had, he had never, he never had any intention of like leaving Joe behind. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe, he had other ideas and he, he was greedy and he, he knew he was using Johnny. And that's why I was like, it's, it just kind of sets up like, Oh man, uh, I talk about how there's father figures in this film and it's an example of good and bad father figures. Joe, mm-hmm. who has raised Johnny, essentially, 
He's the bad father figure. He's the one that's like essentially using Johnny for himself. And yeah, he's doing what he needs to do to like, you know, keep Johnny clothed and, you know, give him a, a skill. Mm-hmm. Great. But it was for his own gain, not for Johnny's gain. Not not to see what heights Johnny could get to is what what could Joe get out of this out of this mm-hmm. skill. So right yeah, away, Nick kinda... being the Nick being the other father figure. Yeah. Well, Nick, uh, Nick and Uncle Mike are the other father figures. Well, Uncle Mike comes in at the last minute. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh... and I think he's more like the cool, uh, like the the homie. You know what I mean? Like he's like exactly what he is, an uncle. I think that's why they made him an uncle because he definitely comes across as that. Like everybody got a fucking uncle that they love. You know what I mean? Like oh shit, that's my uncle. You know what I mean? I mean it's her uncle, not his. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, sorry. Yeah, but those are the like. I, I mean, it's mainly like. His girlfriend, uh, well, at the end, but his brother yeah, too. Him yeah. and his brother, he has a father sort of relationship a little Over bit his with brother. his brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as well. There's a little bit of that, um, and he he has been a good and bad father figure for his brother Danny as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not exact. He's more like do as I say, not as I do. But you know, it's tough to tell somebody that, especially when they yeah. see you making money and especially yeah. younger. Him and yeah. his brother's friends, they they're into hustling a little bit. In different ways, not just with pool, also so or betting. Yeah, dude, like that, but, that um, scene is fucking fantastic. <laughs> They're fucking in the pool hall doing their hustle, and yeah. he fucking does the beer drinking with the shot guy. That shit. Yeah, is... with those two dudes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just want to, if we could rewind real quick, I want to touch on the kid that they used to playing Johnny um, versus adult Johnny. It just did not look anything like the same person. No, to me. no, it did not. That's uh, the, that's in my, my opinion, it felt like the kid could read the lines really well. So they they hired him based on that, because, you know, I get that, like not every kid can can act really well. And he was he was really good in the in the part, but just he just doesn't look like him at all. And it like messed with my immersion a little bit, like right off the beginning, um, like continuity was because then they switched to Johnny, adult Johnny. And there's not really even is there even like a 10 years later kind of deal or anything like that? No, 15, right? Yeah, there is 15 years. Okay, later. Okay. But it's just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look like what this kid might have evolved into. But I mean, I don't know. Growing up does change you. So it could have. But it just kind of threw yeah. me off at first. I was like, uh, is this the same guy? <laughs> yeah. But dude, this this scene, like when we get introduced to adult Johnny as like the hustler Johnny. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this scene is so this is one of the best like scripted uh uh pieces of dialogue you know like the the way the interaction with the characters like the dialogue between chico and and johnny is so funny (laughs) so i'm like a polar opposite with you rob i gotta be honest like i think this this scene just doesn't play for me this conversation with him and chico um i took it on its value face value first to be honest when i'm writing my notes so like i don't think it just didn't feel genuine to me, it feels like somebody who thinks they wrote really good dialogue and put it in his movie, but like, and then acted it out himself. And then for me, I just, it just doesn't, I don't know, like, I get it. There's this cool room and like he's playing to the room and he's supposed to be charming, but I just don't feel like, I don't know, the way he's talking. And he says the N word like casually, like, and the conversations on like how there are several ways to say the word, several inflections to it. And then like, who can say it and who's allowed to say it? Pronunciation. And it's an interesting conversation. The conversation itself does not shock me. It's just the way it's acted and sort of written that I just don't really jive with. Like, I don't know. There's, um, 
I, it's it's weird. It's it, it's it's acted out in a way that's like it reminds me of like Tarantino. It, it feels like it would be a conversation that would play much better in a Tarantino film or like a Guy Ritchie film. Um, to be honest, okay, all right. I, 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 thing- I oh, so go ahead, John. I was just gonna say I, I I dug the scene. I thought the scene was cool. I didn't have uh I didn't have any issues with it. I thought I thought it played well. I thought he I thought he did a good job of like you know he's a he's a hustler. And you're kind of picking that up. I do get like he he does talk kind of fast through some of it, and I think yeah, that, it's like know, memorize it. It feels like lines. It doesn't. Yeah, like that. that's a good way to put it, Berg. It, it does feel a little memorized. It's a little it's, stiff. Yeah, like, it's a little more shooting it from the hip, kind of just like talking shit in the pool. Like because I, I one thousand percent, you understand what they're going for. Yeah, I get what the scene's going for, and I did right, that right. totally. Um, I don't know, and it, well, like I get that it's not even supposed to be real. But even then, as a ruse, it doesn't play well for me because that, someone in, in that crowd should be acting way more upset about the way he's speaking so casually about, you know, this racist term. And it just doesn't play that way for me in the scene. And I think Chaz Palminteri would have picked up on that, too, because he's not stupid. Um, so if you're going to if you're duping him in this moment, I think they should have played up that a little bit more like, yo, bro, you can't fucking talk like that. Like nobody says anything in the scene. It's just him giving his monologue, which is like, I don't know. It's like quippy. Uh, for me, it doesn't play. Well, to be honest, I would say like the one thing why I think it does work is mm-hmm. if you'll notice at the at the culmination of this scene, he throws on the same leather jacket that the rest of the of Chico's crew has. No, I so understand it. Like they're together. There, there, and so then they say the word. Mo- it's just it it plays out kind of corny in my opinion to be honest like when oh, they're, okay that's fine when I'm he's talking so- to that older dude who's actually the guy who invited him to to go pro years years ago um right and he he's that's why he's that's throwing the, shade that's the part that feels like it's like that seems a little convenient yeah because then he when he gets angry he runs away and knocks over these cans it's so like over dramatic and then he runs in the room and that's when he's like what do you this whole like dialect about the um it's Church quiet. mouse yeah I, that doesn't it doesn't play for me either that whole like routine of like it's so they it plays out several times in the movie too like oh it's like it was that like, quiet as a church in here now is it, you know what i mean like i don't know man so that it feels so that try hard the quiet, to me a lot of the yeah, dialogue the quiet, the, the quiet as a church line is paying tribute to the hustler because there is okay. a line that paul newman's character talks about you know it's oh man it's quiet as a church yeah and obviously like this dude got it from chaz or joe you know because joe says it as well so but i don't know i don't know man like this scene i want to like it i do because i see what they're going for but it just doesn't it didn't play for me it feels the only part that confuses me in this scene is the fucking timing of it of everything because it it doesn't make sense to me that it's okay it's a ruse and he's getting chaz back okay but like he he makes this decision in the middle of the fucking scene. And that guy shows up who sent them the uh the invitation. It's almost like that guy's there just for exposition. Like you could have told us that in a different way. Well, even even if it's like guy. expel Very that. Convenient. Even even beyond that, right? Like so he's so if he's working with Chico and he fucking goes in and 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 he's been working with Chico this whole time to ultimately fuck Chaz over, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's like him, that guy popping up. I just don't understand. Like, so what was his motive for fucking Chaz over then? Well, because uh, I thought they were up too on the money. So I didn't think, what would he owe the guy? Yeah. So the, I, here's what I think it was happening is, and if I if I was going to rewrite this scene, uh, or I, I would give, may, like, we need to maybe add like an extra like 10 minutes here of like where 
there we get some of that relationship between Chico and Johnny a little yeah, bit better. Like, yeah, the scene as just jumps as, like, right so into Chico, it, bro. So him being like, I've been telling him like because they're friends. Yeah, they play pool. They 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 probably because Joe is not with Johnny the entire time, obviously. So there must have been at some moment it's like, you know, Joe has been kind of fucking you over, and and yeah. I think maybe like Chico maybe set up the situation for like for to wake Johnny up. Mm-hmm. And that's why Toupee J is there. That's why, and it's like all of a sudden, it's it just clicks in Johnny's head. That's like, and you can see in that bathroom, that initial bathroom scene with Joe, how I think worn out Johnny is. Like he looks just tired. No, I can tell because he leans over the sink, puts water in his face, and then looks at himself in the mirror. And that's what you do in a movie when you're worn out. You're like. Right, yeah, right. yeah so I feel up. like there's something more going there that we don't see, don't and maybe it's not spelled out well. So I see your, I, it's, I see your it's under, it's underbaked, and that's my issue with a lot of things in this movie. To be honest, I have issues that where I see, I see what they're going for, I see what Callahan has, but I take issue with little bumps in the road for me as a viewer. This is my first time seeing it though, and but I do. I do see see what you're saying too, Rob. I see there's charm, there's heart put into this movie. There's the guy's he's trying his best to make this fucking great like um pool movie in the in the same vein of his favorite hustling movies, or card movies or whatever. So and I get that. And um I think for the most part, I mean, it hits those beats. Uh, you know, there's some interesting parts later we'll get at too, where we meet the uncle character and stuff. I, I kinda like that part of the film. Um yeah, what happens I mean, next? Oh, he goes home after this, right? And then mm-hmm. kind of hangs it up. He goes legit for his lady. Right. Yeah. And he pawns uh his pool cue. His pa- So uh, uh you want to know who uh who plays his girlfriend Tara? That Eastwood's is Al- that is that is Allison Eastwood. That is Clint Eastwood's daughter. Yeah. I thought so when it said Eastwood, but when I checked her like it didn't say it right on her bio. I guess it's not something she wants to like promote right off live off no, she, she's done she's she's no, i'm not uh, saying done. she doesn't i'm just saying like in her bio it didn't look it didn't just start as like clint eastwood's daughter you know what i mean like well she has her own projects too and she's yeah, yeah, exactly a, that's that's what i'm saying that's what i'm getting at. yeah but yeah that's what i figured too i was like i feel like that's got to be his daughter she was good but i feel like her relationship with him is underbaked as well too like it's not really something the film focuses on building that much uh they have their little woe for a moment there where they split up but that it just feels like something written inside of, sort of like oh well now we got to test our main character a little bit so here's he's got some i would have like liked to see this maybe fleshed out in a few more places even if that makes the movie a little bit longer yeah because but... it is a quickly paced film and it's only an hour and a half so you could yeah. well, and i think that's also budgetary issues because they had to film this in like 20 days yeah okay it was because i lot. think they I... Go ahead, I go. like the, every up to this point. There, I th- I feel like it. Everything is hit well for me personally. I mean, again, you know, other than the confusion on that one scene, a little bit. We've already kind of flushed that out. But then, like you talk about the, I almost like the like montage style setup of the relationship, right? Where yeah. it's like you kind of you get him of like, uh, at least that's how it came across to me. Like we're talking about with her. You know, and then he hangs it up and he's working the construction site and then he gets the check and he. Yeah, but that's it. all about him. You know what I'm saying? That's still. About yeah, yeah. Him. That has nothing to do that's with her. Because he, he, he's like, he, he wants him. to go legit and he's like, he wants to distance himself from Joe. 
he which doesn't want to go for her, right? I mean, that's in a sense, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, but they don't really even establish that too well. Like we, we could, you can infer that, obviously, but yeah, there's not even a conversation that we witness with them really speaking on it. I mean, this is all you know. It, it this does also kind of play into the hustler rounders. Like it, it kind of there's all these um, kind of same themes that play off in these films. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, Mars is. Well, Mars wrote this before Rounders came out, so it's possible that like it just it's a coincidence that there's a similar theme with Rounders in this film. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the um, we also well before this, we also get introduced to another character that we're gonna meet more later on, which is Brad, played by Ricky Schroeder. Uh, most people might know him from Silver Spoons or NYPD Blue. Silver Spoons. That's where I know him from, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like the live too. action Richie Rich in a way. He had a train yeah. that went to his house and he could ride it around the house. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he, we'll, we'll meet him later on in the film. And then the other, uh, Chico, a uh, guy by the name of Glenn Plummer, he was in Menace to Society and Showgirls. That's, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's in fucking yeah, Showgirls. He's in some other stuff. He was in a, he's been in a lot of stuff, actually. But He's been in a lot of stuff. But th- I think those were like a couple of roles that a lot of people recognize him from. Yeah, he's in some older stuff, too, like some uh, late, I mean, early 90s and 80s stuff, too, because he's been an actor for a while. He was in the show called South Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he's yeah, good. So, he's not really in this film too much either, though. He kind of just pops. No, in. He, he's in like maybe like ten minutes of the film, maybe. Yeah, but um, so the he we see like the montages of like him going legit and doing this construction job that he got given, right? And he sucks at it. Yeah, he sucks at it. He's been. Uh, I mean, you will suck at it when you first start, anyway. Anybody would, but now I know you are a stip uh, a stickler on uh, construction uh tools and everything did did that live up to your to your high standards so i actually do have a i do have an issue Uh, (laughs) i want to know so we'll work it through uh the boss so the boss is um he well they have this issue where he asks um because of what johnny does you know it's inferred you know because he's like oh i know you do you know you're a hustler or whatever so we'd probably be comfortable like turning a blind eye uh, if some material went off the job site, I'll make you my material guy. My fucking, uh, it comes with a bump in pay and all this other stuff, right? And then, you know, um, basically just turn a blind eye, and I'm gonna make some money, and you'll and you'll make out on the deal. But you know, obviously uh, Johnny's like, even though he hustles people for their money, that's different than say this. You know, he doesn't want to get. But remember, money. it's not about the money. Yeah, that is a constant theme in this film. Well, it's beyond that. Like he just walked away from what he was doing because he didn't want to hustle. Period. That's yeah, why he's going. That's true. With he's it. tired of that. So too. to be, so Especially to turn knowing. around and be like, "Yo, I just hung up fucking hustling people my whole fucking life yeah. to come here and work like an asshole for you, and then to turn around and like I may as well have just stayed where I was fucking hustling." We see him get that small ass check though, so it's like you yeah. know the thoughts running through his head. Like, oh for sure. Oh, maybe I should take this. Well, back. and then right it's, after that, he pounded upon further. Because he starts fucking pawning other shit. Like, it's like he gets the check, and then there's more montage, and then you see him pawning rings, and then there's another scene, then you see him pawning other stuff. Like, you just you can tell it's like, it's not enough. What's currently going on is not enough. So that builds towards my issue with this scene. If he doesn't have money, Mm -hmm. and and he lost his job, or he's walking away because of his, you know, morals, 
why the fuck does he leave his tool belt with his fucking tools just there and walk away from it when there's no way that it was just given to him most jobs you're gonna you purchase that yourself those are your own tools you purchase them you know you can write them off as a tax write-off and stuff like that but that's normally something that he would have had to purchase for the job i mean maybe because it's a connected thing or something like that he was given it who knows but i think the fact that he lost just left him there huh I think because his girlfriend is also taking care of him. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. I know. It was just kind of, it just didn't feel right for the scene to me because I'm like, you would just take your tools with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're yours. Why would you give them to the guy? (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, it's funny. When I was seeing that part, I was like, I think Heidelberg's going to have a problem with that. Yeah, because he's like pawning jewelry and stuff like that. So I was like, well, then why the fuck would you just leave some perfectly good tools there? But yeah, and his boss, I thought his boss, I don't have a I don't have a problem with this. I just thought it was an observation. The boss sounded and looked kind of funny, right? Like he had this small Dude, mouth and this funky great. mustache. He looked like a rodent a little. Yeah. I put in my notes, I called him rat tattooey. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So it's cool to see this moment where, like you said, John, it's interesting that Johnny's, you know, he's like, No, I'm not. I don't want to do like bullshit like anymore. Like I wanna I'm trying to be legit. So that's a, right. that's not bad for his character development. But that's when we get a call from uh, our friend Nick. Yeah. yeah, which is right after right. He was in a he was in a I think his headspace here as as first time viewer, first time watch, you know, up to this point I'm in, right? Seeing it. And then he gets that like his thought process just had to be fuck it. You know what I mean? Like he just had to be like in a low where it's just like, God damn it. Like I gave up hustling. I fucking left. And now I've tried this shitty construction gig that I'm terrible at. Couldn't do that. Guy asked me to do this. Now I'm walking away because of how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then to turn around and it's like a phone call. And it's like, well, hey, you want to come hustle some people for money? Like, yeah, man, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's when we meet his brother, right? Uh, uh, yeah. So we meet his brother and his brother's friends. Um, so his brother is, uh, Danny Doyle, uh, played by Michael Rosenberg. He, um, most people know him from Smallville and he's also the voice of, uh, the flash in justice league. Oh, does wow. a lot of voice acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we also are Danny boy. Yeah. Danny Boyle. And then we have, uh, I don't know if you recognize who Tang is. That is Ernie yeah, Ray. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Which I like he, him in the Ninja Turtles. I don't like him so much in this movie. Well, I don't like him in the beginning of this movie. I like him later on when he shows up better uh, a little bit towards the end. But in the beginning, mm-hmm. he's not introduced in the best way. None of these friends, these friends come off as kind of fucking lame, to be honest. Like the brother's friends. Well, they are lame. I know, but like the dialogue is kind of lame. Like their, their the interactions. I, I, like I like them, but they're wannabes. They're charming. They so. like, they, they want to be like Johnny, but yeah. they're not. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Anson Mount. He's Chris, the guy with the glasses. He's so, in. Uh... I know him from Hell on Wheels, and that show on AMC was dope. I highly recommend that show. Yeah, he's also that. in Star Trek Discovery. He's uh, mm-hmm. Captain Pike. He was in Doctor Strange Love, uh, Multiverse of Madness. He was he played Black Bolt. Um, Doctor Strange Love, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's scratch that. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, Not he Doctor was Strange, Thunderbolt no. because he was that in that show, Immortals. So. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Philip Glasser, who plays Max. Most He's a, mostly a voice actor. M- people might remember him as the voice of Fievel from An American Tale. Which one's Max? He's the kind of the like young the guy. More, yeah, the younger guy. The was like Savage who, type looking dude. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's him. He's the uh, he's the the Jewish friend, right? Yeah, Ben Savage or whatever. Yeah, was that the brother? Always talking about like uh, his bar mitzvah big, money, fake tits. Yeah, mm. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So here's <laughs> his brother's friends group. They talk the way they talk. That chick's got body karate. <laughs> Hey man, you think your tits are real? I hate chicks with fake tits. I mean, I get these guys like talk like they're going, you know, I don't know. Like, I get it's supposed to be like guy talk. I get what they're going for. It just, it just sounds, it comes off as a little weird to me, like a little off. And Tang, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way in this one, this first scene. And then the other, okay. the, the little Jewish kid. Yeah. He's like, uh, He's got all those jokes about common knowledge. He's like, did you know that the average girl's like vagina has like three inches that's not, un- it's untapped, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and he's talking about flotations for fake breasts. Like whatever. Fake tits, yeah. He's got all this knowledge or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I found it funny. funny it's so stupid, but I found it funny. But I don't know. This theme goes for several different things. It's a little bit of a jumble of themes. Yeah. I don't know that they all land for me, though. Yeah, but we also get introduced to Nick, uh, played by Rod Steiger. Most people know him from On the Waterfront or In the Heat of the Night. Uh, you know, one of those classic Hollywood guys uh, in a bunch of shit. He's, I think, he's been in over several, over a hundred films at least. Uh, and this was his last film. He actually died uh, a month after the film premiered. Oh uh, sure. man, that's too bad. Yeah, so it was kind of a uh, you know a little yeah. bit of sad, you know, but I think he went out in uh in a good way. He's really yeah, one good. of the better characters in the movie for sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely had some of the best uh, lines and well and like delivered the lines to really well. His his yeah. couple really good moments with him between him and um uh, Johnny and I did like I liked their relationship a good. It was bit. great. I yeah. wish that was developed a little bit more too. As I do wish the, the relationship between Johnny and Joe was really, like established a little bit more too. We could have yeah. spent more time with them. As uh, I wish we spent a little time with the kids still, kid Johnny, show his relationship with Joe, and then show on the other side when he ha- maybe he has a couple little talks in here and with with the younger Nick. You know what I mean? And yeah. we get to see both of those people being an influence on him as a as a man as he grows up. You know what I mean? Like they could have develop that a little bit more they the film jumps around sometimes in moments where we're not really i wish we could spend a little bit more time in to be honest for me at least. yeah i think i i think what would have would have worked a little bit because they only had a four, they had a very tight schedule and a four million dollar budget right so um, they were just trying to fucking bang this shit out yeah They're like, Yo, we gotta move yeah. we gotta get we gotta yeah and i don't i don't know if there was any compromises potentially in the script like i don't know if maybe mars had more in the script that he wanted to do but couldn't do so that's a pot but i that's like i don't know i i um i didn't get a chance to listen to the audio I mean, he did create a, the a complete film it feels complete at least you know yeah I mean, for sure that small amount Absolutely. of time it's not like i just i wish there were certain things that were developed more or i mean i don't know yeah huh. <laughs> but uh yeah that chick's so we, got we, body karate sorry but like, yeah, Nick uh, introduced him to like this uh, this probe that he wants Johnny to face because uh, we don't know how long it's been since uh, he's had his pool cue, how long it's been since he played pool. It, uh, it looks like it's 
it only looks like it's been a couple days, but it could have been months. Oh, um, I'm sure it's been a big span. Yeah, for sure. Maybe a couple. Because he fucking pawned the cue. You know, I mean, he, the whole thing is the the pull cue was fucking gone. He pawned it. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's like, yeah, but it's like the guy's holding it. You know? For yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's been a the, the point. I think the point of that of us having that fucking information of the stick being pawned and him going back to get it is that there was a fucking big gap in between there. That's uh. At least yeah. that's, you know, that's what I yeah. think. We also see that they use the pawn shop to, you know, get credit for stuff to, to yeah, yeah, yeah. bets and place bets. Because we get the moment where he, he bumps into his brother there. With the right. Guitar, and that's when we find out that the, the the brother has like, you know, some talents outside of hustling. Because he's not necessarily like the best pool player, but he's really good. Uh, he's a good guitar player and singer. Yeah. Well, and it's actually it's because Michael Rosenbaum also does have a band and he does right. sing and and play yeah when he plays or later on it's a good performance i was like damn that felt more than just a regular acting you know yeah i do think the narration though when it's playing out it doesn't do it for me um this is an example of a film where the narration hurts it a little bit in my opinion okay i i, I get what they're going for but the scenes i don't know they don't always pair well with the noir style like narration there's a moment like uh, the setting of the pool hall could certainly work with that style, um, but I don't think the film always commits to uh, that. Also, the noir style that they're kind of it's almost like this is supposed to be a noir style hustle pool movie in a sense, the way he's speaking to himself. A lot of times when there's a narration like that, though, we're really the, the guys narrating from the end of the story. You know what I mean? And catching us right. up to, to a moment. We don't really get that in this film at all. Uh, that is true. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Like it's established that way, like a normal narration. Um, and then there's like a moment where like he's narrating like a noir style, and then he's just walking into the house and like getting in bed with his wife who's asleep, and seeing that she cooked dinner, and yeah. he missed, you know, the dinner. He knows it was her birthday, and he fucked up. Yeah, but the way the the style of the way they do the scene there, the mix of that with the noir, and then the, the comedy later with the boob jokes with the brothers, it just there's a mishmash of themes that don't work for me with this film and. I don't know. It's like I couldn't jive with it the way you guys did. I, I, but I do like it's got the style. Like there's, I can see where it's going, and I can see why you do. I, I can see why you like it. I'm not saying like, oh, you shouldn't like this film. I just, I don't know, man. I had trouble with it. Yeah, it didn't work for you. That's okay. Yeah, John, how about you? How, how are you? Uh, are you jiving with the film? Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, I at this point, it's got you know. I, I love. Like I said, I, I feel. I don't really know shit about pool halls, right? Other than, you know, I know they were kind of like a frowned upon place to to be, a, you know, it's kind of like an arcade style where it was just like, you know, troubled people are, you know, uh, hang out here in these time frames. I used and to go so, to them in my adolescence, like, you know, yeah. if someone had a car, we'd go to the pool hall because you couldn't do, oh. couldn't go to bars and stuff like that. So. Fuck yeah. That's the same thing with, like I said, like with arcades, you know, mm -hmm. it was the same, same way. And, uh, and so, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I've, I've liked every, the, the shots, the, how they're playing, you know, I, I get the, the relationship with the brothers, the younger brothers and his friends. It kind of seemed like that, just like those douchey bros, you know what I mean? But I mean, I mean that's, they have that's... some moments where they, you know, they flesh out their characters a little bit and their relationship. Yeah, the, definitely. It, it all does jump to like the little on, brother yeah. squad for a little while here and there, like what they're doing. Separately. Yeah, I do think that the relationship between Johnny and Danny is one of the saving graces of the film, in my opinion, too. Mm -hmm. I think that relationship does feel their dialogue feels kind of genuine and realistic, in yeah. my opinion. 
initially when the script was written, because Mars Callahan was a uh, much younger, he was supposed to actually be Danny, and there was supposed to be somebody else that played Johnny's character. I but think that might have actually worked better for the film. Maybe. Because, uh, but as he got older, uh, as like the script wasn't getting picked up, he ended up becoming the lead role instead of playing the the Danny role. Mm. Okay, nice. That's according to Morris Callahan, by the way. I, I'm just I'm going off of what he said because well, I mean, you know, it's, it's his movie, his movie. so <laughs> yeah, it, makes, it makes sense to me. I mean, he's so involved in it, so yeah. what he says, I, I would say ghosts. That, I like them interacting too at that pro tournament. I thought it was fun. The dialogue with the old pros was good. Dude, was yeah. Super yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, that scene, that's that's really where it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that shit. That old, really old pro, you know, he's like, what'd you hear about me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. That was my car. That Greek guy, though, awful. He's yes. so tropey, bro. He's called the Greek, oh, and he's just God. a huge trope. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, reminds yeah. me of Watto from The Phantom Menace. <laughs> totally. Just oh, you want to play pool, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Only money. Mind tricks want to work on. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's a that's actually a really good comparison. I think that is. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think uh, Watto was. Uh, if we're gonna dust some bones off here. Watto is actually partly based off this character. Yeah, I knew that he was from. There was a crossover when he when he bet like fifteen thousand uh, Federation credits. I knew yeah, that exactly. Something was off. And then he mentioned something about, I got to go. I got some power converters to pick up. So I was like, what right. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, man, that's that. Yeah, I agree with you. That that is that to me is probably the weakest part of the film. Like is like that character right there. Dude, he's got like the satin shirt open with the chest. With the hair. gold chains. I, dog. It's like one of those shirts that you would see like a dude like him wearing where like it's got like uh like uh, ship naval uh, steering wheels on it or whatever you call those. Yeah. Ship. Yeah. It's like, and it's naval themed and he's just oh, like, yeah, bro. He's got the gold chain out with the chest hair and he's reeks of musk. When, when I, when I think about Greeks, I think about that guy. That's yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But I, I, so I think what they were, I know that that character sucks, but like what I would say, like what I think they're trying to go for is that, Johnny was looking at like because he looks up to these older veteran pool players that he that he is idolized and he knows about them and he's like wow they want to include me wow that's cool and like he thought he was going to be part of their game and the guy is like no it's just like I, I was I'm sorry I thought you knew what the play was and it's yeah. like he's you can just feel like his heart sinks yeah he's sort of like oh shit I thought they he just thought that they held him up a little higher as far as like, oh, I'm capable of I can go in there and, and hustle this dude for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he felt a little and, left out. Yeah. Um, And then we go to after that, Johnny leaves Danny and we go to his girlfriend's uh party. Yeah. Uh, It was like a boss's party. Yeah, it was like it was like the the lawyer, the, yeah, the firm that he worked with uh, their uh I don't know if it was like a Christmas. Well, it is winter, so it could have been a Christmas party. Yeah, secret Christmas, secret movie. Christmas Pool movie. Junkies. Pool <laughs> junkies. Yeah, uh, and this is where Walken shows up. And yeah, it's pretty fun when he shows up. He kind of steals the scene right there on the outside oh, balcony. Sure. Um, I thought. So I, I want to share a quick story about Christopher Walken. This is from Mars Callahan, by the way. He was talking about um because Christopher Walken is one of his heroes. He he loves Chris Walken. He wrote the part of uncle Mike 
for Christopher Walken. Like this wow. is, yeah. he says, if I couldn't get him, I wouldn't have done the movie. That's, I mean, that's how serious it was. So a lot of people make fun of Christopher Walken because of the way that he talks, right? And if you look at his earlier movies, like The Deer Hunter and like The Dead Zone, he's not a, he doesn't have a, those weird speech patterns. What Mars said is that what this is what Christopher Walken said to Mars, according to Mars Callahan, is that for 40 years, Christopher Walken has been fucking with us and that he has been mimicking Snaggle, uh, Snagglepuss from like the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the voice he's been doing. He's been doing it for 40 years. It's like it's he's like, I, I've just been doing Snagglepuss for 40 years you know it's like what the fuck because it's i think that's hilarious if that's if that's true that is hilarious that christopher walken has been pulling a huge joke on everybody for you know know. fucking with the guy i think he's just like oh yeah i was doing snagglepuss like well he's just like drawing like a connection to like yeah i know that i sound like this guy snagglepuss yeah or uh well and mars does a like a great walking imp- uh, impersonation it's really good but i mean you... walking could have made up this sort of way speech pattern also just to distinguish himself from other actors you know what i mean That's so true too. which it has and done it also, so. and i think it like it all could be christopher walking fucking with all of them because michael rosenbaum remembers like uh he's like oh uh, it's great to meet you uh should i call you mr walking should i call you chris he's like call me flash and then, like when he when he went to go, it's like, hey, Flash, and he didn't like respond to him. It's like it looked like a fucking. I looked like a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh yeah. They and they so they go upstairs. They end up playing pool upstairs. He finds out about the there's a table upstairs, which is funny, oh. dude. Because I thought this scene, I thought something very different was going to happen in this scene when I was watching it. What do you I think was it was like, going to be? Like eyes wide shut or something? No, no, no. Like, it was like... Like, it was like, going to go south? Like, he was... Like, Christopher Walken was there to fucking hustle this guy. Yeah, like, Johnny almost. was about They're... to get hustled. Like, Christopher Walken was like, yeah, you know, I play a little pool. I'm not that good. I've been mm-hmm. losing my ass to the guys upstairs. And it's kind of yeah. like, uh, like, oh, well, hey, I play pool. I'm a hustler. Take me up there. And then and it Johnny's really... like a detective. He's like, oh, you play pool. I can tell you have the crew. right. Yeah, he does the fucking Sherlock Holmes shit. I don't know if you. I, I don't want. I don't know if I want to know a guy who knows about a crease in my pants. It's like yeah, I didn't yeah. say a crease on. I didn't say a crease in your pants. I said a crease on your in pants. Your pants. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like that oh, whole scene observant. is like really great. Yeah, uh, and, and then just, I, he it, knows pool so much that he knows right. Him. Uh, I really thought it was on at that when he makes the fucking big bet at the end of it all. I was like, oh, shit, like, here's, like, like Joe knows these guys or some shit, and, and then when he goes into, like, the one-handed bet to with, like, the cars on the tail, I was like, oh, fuck, he's about to lose his ass here, and, like, it's, mm. I did not think <laughs> that it was, it, he was about to befriend Christopher Walken and then walk yeah. out there with, you know, hooking his Because there's, like, a moment where he's, like, they're gonna play together, and then Johnny starts, like, showing off a little bit, like, showing yeah, his yeah, skill, yeah. which is, like, I guess probably hard not to, but I was thinking, like, this is dangerous, because, like, now this guy's going to accuse you of hustling or whatever. And this is your wife's boss or girlfriend's right, boss. Right. And like, we don't know that uh, this guy's the uncle yet at that moment either. Yeah. The uh, So both, uh, both Mars and Chris Walken, they made that on the first shot, the, that trick shot that they did. Really? They both did it on the first try. Nice. 
That's hilarious. I did like the chemistry too between Callahan oh, for and sure. uh, Walken. Which well, is kind of shown off in the in the montage of them, like all the breaks that they're doing. And then you, I, I thought it was cool because it, uh, I definitely got the vibe like as I'm watching it because there's a point where Mars looks over at Christopher Walken and he fucking breaks while he's staring at him, right? And this is all kind of in the montage setup. And then like a couple of clips later, Christopher Walken is doing the same thing and he's mm. looking at him and breaks. And then they like... There's no, it, it's just music here. So there's no, people aren't talking to each other. But then it looks like the two of them just kind of fucking erupt into laughter. Like it was just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like he was just fucking with him on the set, like, oh, I'll do it without looking blue. And then Chris, you know, Christopher turns around, and just like, well, right back at you, buddy. Bop. And it just, it kind of seemed like that vibe you're talking about. Like they just really kind of seemed to, to gel. And it, I was like, that's, I like their relationship a lot. It shows. It shows through. I thought it showed through really well in the in the, in that part. Yeah, no, it's it, that's a, it's a good scene. The uh, pool scene upstairs. I thought it was good. And then he comes downstairs after they end up beating the guy. Um, yeah, because what's his name? Well, puts yeah, his car what, on the what, line. Yeah, I want to. I want to say like what was really good about that scene too is because this could have been all about Johnny, and maybe it was to a certain degree. Oh, he, that he uh, looks but, out for his girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that bit. He could have he could have made it about himself, mm -hmm. but he was looking out for his girl. Yeah, because he and really he cares about her. The the thing that he bets is for her to get a good uh, get a job at the firm. Yeah, and I like that he breaks it down too. Like no special treatment, just keep her for a year, and then you can get rid of her if you don't want to keep her, but give her the opportunity to show you what she can do in a year. Yeah, right. exactly. Which I thought was great and yeah, admirable for sure. Yeah, and that also shows Uncle. Because he doesn't know that's Uncle right now. It's right. your yeah, Uncle like, oh, that. wow, look at this dude. Like, yeah. put it all on the line from my my niece. Yeah. And I think that was, like, when it is revealed, that's like, oh, that's your Johnny? That's Uncle Mike? And, like, yeah, they yeah. realize who who's Yeah, they're who. like, oh, shit. And I think that's why we get the scene that we get later on in the film yeah, at the end. Yeah, chums, yep. Right, right. Yeah. And, like, why he's willing to go to the length that he does to back Johnny. Yeah, because Johnny wasn't about himself. He was about like his niece, who he cares about. He he. The only thing that takes me out of that scene a little bit is that he does that fucking church mouse fucking speech again. And I liked it there. I don't know why. I, I felt like, like, it, man. I, like I, it. I think it's used too often. It's like put it in one scene where it fits well and like have that. They make it like this is like his thing. He says all the time. I don't know. It just no, no. But I I think it's like when this is his. This is as a hustler. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. It's about grandstanding. And, no, but have more than one fucking line. I don't know, man. Well, he did. He does. It, you know, with the with the uh, at the Blackpool Hall, it was like, oh, it, you know, it was loud as a uh, night at the Apollo over here. Now it's as quiet as at a church. Yeah, it's just Here's no, like, it's the same line that he just like an elk lodge changes meeting. the ending of a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's but here's the thing. He says it with confidence when we get to the end. When Joe uses that line, it's like, oh, did I stutter? He's like, did, 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 I, did I stutter? You know, he's stuttering at the end because he's he has no confidence. I think that plays out great. I'm sorry. I think it's I think I think it's a great line. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, like I said, he's, it sets it up. It's you know, he's a he's a hustler. And I think it's it's really it's just to invoke it's it's the, the whole point of that is to fucking pull you to control your emotions in that moment because you're not going to fucking think straight when your emotions are up. Right. So, I mean, that's yeah. That's like a, 
you know, talking shit. It's, you know, I feel like that, that kind of goes hand in hand. No, I get the talking shit. It's just that he, he's got this line he goes to. Right. The style. Yeah, I get it. I don't yeah. know. I get, like, I, get, I, get, I get both maybe sides. That's his, uh, maybe that's like his Zen Buddhism line that like he has to say that to kind of get into like what Jared, he needs to do. activate pool hall junkie mode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I don't know. It's just sort of it's it's like a quippy piece of dialogue that I think he thinks is a lot. And his like cool sounds cooler than it is, and to me at least, like it's it is a decent amount of uh, I I think it's a cool piece to say. I just think, like I said, I think uh, this would probably have been the moment to drop it in the film. You know what I mean? Like the yep. one yeah. time, okay? Or I don't know, or you know, like we said earlier, establish that scene with um, Chico a little bit better. You know, maybe show the time spent at the pool hall hustling a little bit during that scene and establish that that scene better and then maybe it would hit better for me there i don't know yeah yeah it just feels like a thing he pulls out like yeah you know have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight or yeah 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 yeah. you know <laughs> in the path of the righteous man is set yeah <laughs> i mean it's, i don't know it just it plays off like it's supposed to seem like one of those yeah totally like, you're right you're right this, like this guy's obviously seen pulp fiction that's what that, that i can i can surmise that from this film he seems a very young tarantino-ish too yeah, sense uh, with his dialogue, and I do like the moment that Christopher Walken and him talk about the hair. Like, I like your hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, maybe related. related. Like, Walken's so like, that that was a uh, that are we related? That was uh, Walken just ad lib that at, yeah, at the it moment. Plays off like that, kind of like, <laughs> but it, it works for the scene. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh, we get uh, Johnny when he comes downstairs after everything's successful, and we you know he did beat the boss. He got his girl a job. She's talking to some like douchebag. Yeah, oh, dude, that guy's fucking joke earlier. That was so fucking. Oh my god, to the girls. Yeah, yeah. Just totally like you said. Just that's a perfect description. The ultimate fucking douchebag. This guy. Mm, so I said, "So my wife, <laughs> you ruined my life, or something like that." Yeah, yeah. It's like, I had a Freudian life. slip. I said, "Bitch, you ruined my life." Ah, yeah. ah, ah. it's like what the. And yeah, that's like, that joke should play over really well with the ladies. Dude, the, and then the the way that the two girls respond to it party. though is just perfect. Like because they're just like, oh, that's cool. Well, we'll yeah, be they over here. Out. Like we got to get away. But from Tara that. can't <laughs> say anything because that's like kind of like her boss, mm-hmm. right? Well, or, or at least at least a coworker, right? And then uh, especially in this time in two thousand two, uh, you know, a lady lawyer amongst a bunch of men. Like it's like uh, I I get it. She just didn't feel comfortable. Being like, shut the fuck up, douchebag. Yeah, Brad, you're fucking drunk. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then our boys got to kind of put that guy in place. You know, he punches him. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Just thugs up on him, dude. And I think that plays better for the uncle, too. I th- You might think like, oh, that could rub the uncle the wrong way. Like, oh, shit. You, you know, this guy's a fucking hothead. He's a, he's a thug or whatever, you know, quotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um. I think he's more impressed. So like, all right, this dude's like, you know, yeah, he's not taking no shit from anyone. Take no shit. He, he'll protect my niece. You know, he's got morals. Yeah. He's got, you know, standards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He kind of hits the head on every fucking important criteria in front of the uncle in a fucking 30 minute span for he's like, all right, cool. The guy, you know, he's he's a hustler. He's got a He's got a good mind about him. He doesn't take no shit from anybody. And uh-huh. this guy hitting on my on my niece, he just just fucking knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of the situation, even though he's in this, you know, party where he, a lot of people might pull back, you know, he's still totally. like, no, fuck it. Like, yeah, that's not right. We're, I got to stand up for yeah. my girl. You're not talking to her like that. Because you can tell they, they set up to that. Uh, besides the fact that he's a hustler and he's, you know, he's 
a hustler is supposed to be good with their words, quippy, you know, you know, real, real on the fly with it. Right. And I think that that also gets kind of set up for his character when we meet the best friend. I can't remember her name. I think it was Beth or, or something like that. Yeah. Right? Beth. And, uh, he's and she bitch. comes up and he's like, Oh mm-hmm. God. And she's like, just be nice. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'll be as nice as she is. And then, you know, she just starts fucking poking him, just fucking poking him. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and then that line that he delivered, like you just, you can tell he's amongst all these people and he's kind of in his element at that point. Right. Like, just like, yeah. All right, bitch, watch this. Bang. Starts firing jokes off at her. Right. Like talking about. Oh, actually, Beth, I've been here for an hour. It's like, yeah, yeah. I was helping the valets kickstart your broom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. And then even the guy, and then even the other guy, like later when they're like, well, no, I'm interested. What do you do? And he's just like, God, Jesus. Well, I I move money money around. Yeah. 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 He's like, I take it from your pocket and put it in my pocket. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, you work uh, with, uh, I I work, I work in money management. It's like, oh, what's your uh, loss ratio? It's like, uh, well, actually, I don't really lose that much. Like, what's your secret? You know, I kind of just take it out of other people's pocket and I put it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and they all laugh. It's like, it's like, see you later, guys. It's like, <laughs> but it's a double entendre, dude, because pool has pockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty good, actually. <laughs> if that's how it's meant. That's how I, that's how I understood it. That's, that's yeah. what we call symbolism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting because that is, you know, he's utilizing the pocket and the, mm-hmm. uh, in the game that he's using to win all this money, yeah, that's interesting. I like that symbolism. Yeah. Good. I, I yeah, I'll, I'll bump this my score up just a little bit because of that. Hell yeah! <laughs> I got you, Rob. I got you, dude. Uh, yeah, but he's he's in a little hot water after that party. That's for sure. What is girl? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He, he goes back to Nick. He's in the doghouse. At this point, and Nick, this is Rob. You really like this scene too. Like Nick talks some sense to him. It's a good bit of acting too. On uh, what oh is it, yeah, Rod, this Rod is... Stagers. Rod Steiger. This is, part, this is yeah. essentially an on, on the waterfront style speech that goes on here. It's like, you have the ability to be the best. That's, yeah, a, that's good. Oh, I love this speech, dude. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It is a good it is a good bit of dialogue. I remember originally you wanted to put this in as part of maybe one of the clips for our intro theme for your. Yeah. Theme. But it just plays a little long. So it was troubling. It was hard to get yeah, it. I in was there. Like, ah, it, It's not going to work. Yeah, but it's a good scene. I see why you like it, though, for sure. And I like the the Nick character. I think secretly Rod Steiger might be the best character in this film. Is Nick? Uh, yeah. He has the best line in this film. Outside of the lion speech, he has some like real banger lines that he mm-hmm. d- he delivers in this performance. As Nick. I mean, obviously him, Chaz, and Walken being like, the three yeah. really established well, these actors. Are like the greatest, these are some of the greatest actors of all time, yeah. too. Right, right. Um, and I think it shows, because if you were to fucking rank them, I do think it would be one, two, and three, those characters. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. as yeah. Far as, uh, I, I think they, they, they did their job well. I think it stood out amongst the other people doing their job. I think they shined a little bit more. Is what I'm yeah. About. And then we see that uh, John Joe's back, right? Joe's yeah. back in town. And uh, he confronts Johnny at gunpoint after outside this uh, next place. What's oh, the yeah, place called? He, uh, well, because he uh, he had confronted Chico in yeah, his car. Yeah, he was he hiding in uh, Chico's car. I'm thinking and... for information or whatever. Yeah, and that's when uh, Joe attacks uh, Johnny in this moment, breaks his hand, and this yeah, is like also his wrist or whatever. 
Yeah, oh, it breaks his bridge hand, which mm-hmm. is also a tribute to the Hustler, because that happens in the Hustler, too. Um, yeah. So there's that. And that's when Johnny... Uh, Cons his way into a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the con jobs in this film. Like the one with like the, what John was talking about with the, the beer. when we first meet uh, uh, Johnny's brother and his friends. And like when, uh, what was it? Uh, Chris was hustling the, uh, the two uh, bar guys. Yeah. With the shot. Yeah. With the shot. Well, we get this again with uh, Johnny conning Max's boss to get the job, which is, this is great. I love, I think this is hilarious. It's it's funny, but it's so unreal. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. It's, like if that guy was real, like he would just be like, "Get fucked." Yeah, I wrote it down. It's a little corny. Like he's, he's like the guy looked weird too. He's like, he "Oh, I guess like, I gotta hire him now." Yeah, he was like another uh, fucking archetype. Or um, yeah, just that 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 was the only part of that. Scene I was just like. Yeah. Like some douchebag comes up and fucking shoots you those lines, and it's like, "All oh, right, I'm starting <laughs> I, right now." And I bet that guy goes like, back to his condo. Bro, boathouse, and like the guy that, and when he goes back to his boathouse, his roommate is the Greek dude. <laughs> yeah, that's one thousand percent correct. They both share shirts. It's actually in one of the deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking yeah, like I don't know, man. I do think it was kind of corny the way he wins the job. It's just like it's not really okay. Fine, it's like wordplay more than anything. Yeah, you know I think I mean? like like, like okay. it's a uh, at that point. Like uh, I, I have talked about this before. You just like I, I, I'm pretty easy to shoot movies bail, yeah, no. and this was one of those moments where I was just like, eh, "It's a fucking movie. I'm just shooting at some bail here because that definitely is not real. <laughs> like that guy is not fucking. I don't care if we shook hands. I don't give a fuck what. Like, no. Yeah. Like, if I, I got t- a I'm business not, to run here, I'm not, not gonna hire fucking hire you because because uh, you, you tricked me with some uh, yeah, <laughs> some slick talk. Unless if like that guy's a man of his word, but but that's. That's not how the scene plays out. Well, if plays you think comedy. about it, this is a film about people being a man of their word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're putting some symbolism in that scene that's not there, but in my opinion. You're reaching a little bit, Rob. Anson, Anson Mount's right, character, too, is afraid of, like, women in a, in a weird way. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Assertive women or women that are... Have, you know, I get the whole stuffed animal thing. Like, that's a bit much. But then there's he gets with, like, this hot chick who wants him to, like, choke her. And yeah. he like panics and runs, and I'm just like, that's fucking ew, ew, ew. like, come on, what dude wouldn't at least stay there and be like, all right, I'll, I'll definitely try. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Come on, like, depends on how hard you want me to chill. I can get well, you a little, little light of the grass. Like, uh, well, before that, they had that whole scene about like how he's gay, and he's like, not, but they don't play it off like he really is, though. No, oh, well, no. at the end, yeah, like if there's the the uh, the epilogue scene. Uh, in uh, in the credits that Is it's like, there? oh that shit, maybe I didn't see that. Oh really? It was what pretty. Yeah, you, you didn't see that? Oh yeah, you no. should have waited. I, I was was just, by that time, movie. I was like, thank God this movie's over. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> what? Are we gonna get the the first worst score in Cinemigos history? No, we don't. We don't know yet. It's too early for that. Let's just have the conversation and see where it goes. But the uh, <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, so Johnny gets a job with uh, with yeah, Merv, uh, being a motorhome salesman. That's right, slang and trailers. Uh, this is also where we get like we cut back to the uh, Danny and his friends, and Tang is like he's gonna be like Johnny. He's gonna go out on the road. He's gonna use his college money to bankroll himself, mm-hmm. and they can't convince him otherwise. Like Forty grand. 
Well, yeah, and kind so of the mental gymnastics that he does himself to convince himself to do it in that scene is like, like I, I liked how they set that up because it was like, he's like saying these things and his friends are like, yeah. He's like, you got to chase your dreams. Yeah. You should do what you really like to do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and so they're going. And then he's like, yeah, like, then I'm going to take the money. And blah, yeah. Blah. And, and they're like, what? Like, no. Like, what <laughs> yeah. Well, well so it's well, like I get I get that set up, but it's uh-huh. like, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too, because we all even before that, like when uh, Nick is having that talk with Danny, it's like, you know, Danny and uh, was it Tang and Chris and Danny, they don't belong in the pool room. You right. do. Yeah. You have the ability to be the best. Yeah. Like because he knows that they're they're just kids. They're pretenders. They're trying to be you, but they're not. Yeah, you they're because they don't around. have the talent that you do. Dude, that and... fucking line he gives him too when he's like, "You fucking you," because you play bums. He's like, "You sit around and play losers long. You become a loser. The only people you're gonna fucking beat are people who think they're bigger losers than you." Like, yeah, dude, dude, that, that line was hard. so fucking sick. I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, that was that was a good bit of uh, dialogue." I thought, but yeah, but that but that plays into like the whole idea that Tang, who thinks that he's somebody, and mm-hmm. he's he's a decent pool player, sure, but he's not a perfect. He's not. He's not a hustler or a professional. He's trying to be like this, like he's trying to be Johnny. Yeah, but I don't think he knows yeah. enough yet. You know what I mean, too? Because it's like it, this this dude, uh, what's his name? Um, Mount's character. He falls for that that scam. He falls that, for the uh, hustle that like that villain. Johnny would fall for. Yeah, and even Danny knows about it. Yeah, he's he like, that's a him. fucking hustle, dude. Yeah. I mean, that th- that is the one maybe positive of Joe because Joe knows the, all the hustles too, and he protected Johnny from those things. It's like, yeah. oh, sure, no, no, we're sure. not going to do this because this is what they're going to try to do, mm-hmm. and we're not going to play that game. Yeah, That's we don't deal. We yeah. don't deal in maybes. We well, deal yeah, in like, he, he taught he taught Johnny the the hustle side of it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a, yeah, how to do these hustles, but also like you said, how to um, you know see them coming. Yeah, yeah, and these kids don't. They, yeah. uh, I mean, well, they're not kids. They're like in their thirties. This is like, like a simple hustle that this guy's laying out on him too. It seems yeah. like entry level hustle. It's like, yeah, I'll knock three ball. I'll knock four balls off the table for you. You can knock them off right away. But all like, you find out that's just clearing his way. Right. To shoot his balls. Like, More consistent the shots for him. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he's done. And he's like, and then he gets you upset and you're like, you want to do it again. And this guy just keeps falling for the fucking same trick. You're kind of dumb. Yeah, I think because he's thinking, like, I'm not getting my shot. Like, because I think that's essentially what he Uh tells uh, Danny, too, right? Is he's just like, don't worry, bro. I'm I'm going to get my shot. And And then I'll I'll run a rack on him. The coin could be a one, like, kind of like the, like, with, like, Two-Face. Like, the two-headed coin. Like, it's just like the, it's like, oh, you want to call heads? Oh, shit, it's heads. Like, it it, it could be a hustle even from the coin toss. Yeah. Well, Um, sorry, sorry, real quick. Uh, Because I... I only know because I've been I've watched uh there was a super interesting uh Joe um uh, Joe Rogan podcast where he talked to a, a pool player and they talked like specifically on hustling and how like what guys would do back then, right? And you played nine ball and you raced to a certain amount of racks, right? Like they even used that term a couple times, like a uh, race to ten, I think he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially what it is, right, is they play nine ball, whoever breaks. And then, so if if you win, then you break the next rack. So you own the rack literally until you miss a shot. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's like that's and in, in that scene, that's what uh, Danny's trying to explain to him. Like you're giving him all these shots, you're mm-hmm. clearing his shit, and you're you're just you're never gonna you're get never a gonna shot. get your shot. But he's yeah. living he's living on that like well once I I know I'll run the racks on him once I get my shot once I get my shot I can I can run him on this guy. 
And mm-hmm. so he's just, you know, he's waiting for his chance because typically, at least the, uh, in the way they explained it on that, on, uh, on that was that, yeah, you come to an agreement, we're going to play 20 racks, right? So the first to, first to win 20 games essentially, and then that, and then whatever you bet. So mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's what he was, uh, trying to live on in that. Yeah. Scene. Cause he's there for a while because the brother goes, right. Danny goes to his show and does his show, which his brother doesn't show up for. Right. His, bro- well, his brother is in uh, selling night campers, um, campers at night, because that's when you sell campers. You sell. Yeah, like, I know. Because <laughs> yeah. he's burning the midnight shit. oil selling those campers, yeah. which Danny doesn't know about, like what he, what uh, Johnny's uh, troubles are. And then you have Chris, who's like fucking around with uh, um, with uh, Ricky Schroeder's character Brad. and uh, Brad. Yeah, now he owes and Joe then, money. So it's just it's just Max and Danny and like. Danny's band, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And we see no, uh, girl, what's his name selling the camp, the trying to sell campers. No one showed up to Danny's uh uh thing. It was like kind of fucked up. It was a good performance too. Now I know Dude, it was. They should have played on that more though too. Was there even a scene where like he called his brother out like, "Yo, you didn't show. You said you were gonna show." Like, well, because so no. Here's why I don't think he called him out on that is because immediately after that because. Danny well, he didn't have a chance. After, after right, he gets morning. jammed up, right? They went yeah. back They went back to the pool halls like, let me guess, you lost to yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Joe shows up and reveals that he's the one that broke Johnny's hand. And that's like, Danny Rail's like, oh, shit. Like, there's more going on here than... Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he shoots his brother some bail on that one. It's not pissed off at his brother. Yeah, I guess. They should, I just felt like they established that earlier on. Like, hey, you're going to show up? And then he's like, yeah, I'll show up. I promise. Like, and then they never, there was no payoff to that. Yeah. He that definitely, he definitely should have mentioned it to him. But I also, yeah, or like, something, a or... combination of what you're saying, Rob, because I, I get that. Like, yes. But I think the reason that he doesn't is because he ends up all the way fucking jammed up. It's like he, he never brings it up to his brother because he's in jail after that. He doesn't see yeah, it's more about he timing in jail. Well, he got, see, the thing is, rearranged that Danny a little bit. He, yeah. Danny thinks that he's a better pool player than he realizes. He's not. Yeah. And so, and he's like, well, you know, Johnny's got his, uh, his broken hand and chick drama. Fuck him. Like we're, he's out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to bail my friends out. You know, Tang is gone. He's doing his own thing. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bail Chris out of the jam that he's right. in. I'm and the one that, that gives Danny out. motivation. The Danny character. He's gonna, just wish... So he's gonna try to hustle the hustlers because I'm gonna play them on table four because I know how that table rolls. Yeah, it's kind of match thing you want to know why? Because I fucked it up. It's like you motherfucker. I want my hundred yeah. bucks back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's for another time, basically. Like right now, we just gotta beat this dude, and that's sort of lame. Uh, not lame, but like it's uh obviously that they know that he's fucking. It's yeah, overconfident. Like, like that's that that's and that's what Ricky Schroeder's character like, can tell the tables off. Overconfidence. That's what mm-hmm. kills them. Yeah, they're not from this world, really. Well, and I think he was. I mean, he was. It's it, to me, it seemed like he was definitely playing him bad on purpose. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was setting him up for the like. Doesn't doesn't matter that it was his table. Because that knowing look with him and uh, Chaz. Like, yeah, he gives him. That's right. He gives him the yeah, nice. Go like, for it. Like take him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now is the time. Yeah. Even though they're playing on the busted table that they know is busted, but he can compensate for that. Which is funny because it's like he should be able to pick up on that. Like, I I feel like he he, he should be Brad Brad being a pro and all. 
Yeah. Well, beyond Brad like da- Danny, Danny, Danny should know. Danny should be able to fucking figure this out. Like, I, if you're if your brother is a hustler and yeah. you're around hustlers all day, and then you're playing this guy and he's like blaming the table. He's like, oh, dead spot. This fucking. But the dead table spot. is fucked up. So right. Yeah. Like- so it, it is. But I just, I just, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's buying into like Danny's situation. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I do get that we set that up with him fucking with the table. And... I, I think part of it's well, that he, even he, he's he, not in this world as much as you think, because because Johnny's tried to keep him from it, so he doesn't know all the good things about. Yeah, him. here's yeah. the other thing too is because this is also a product of Joe, Joe, because uh, we got at the very beginning of uh, Joe telling J- the young Johnny, it's like. Like, you know, this is rags. This is one of the best hustlers in the world. It's like, you're going to be 20 up, then you're going to be 50 up, then you're going to be 100 up, and then you're going to be broke. Mm-hmm. That's so that that's what this is. This is yeah. this is that playing out in this the situation. long con. Yeah. 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 They'll let you win. They'll let you win. They'll let you win. And then they'll play. They'll get you to place a really big bet. And then yep. they'll take you for that. Which is what happens in this. Mm-hmm. Not a big bet, buddy. Yeah. And then so Danny, like. Just out of the blue, decides he's got he's got to get this money together, and he steals he robs the pawn shop, which I think this could have been established a little bit better too. To be honest, like it just cuts from like that one moment to boom, like now he's just running into. Yeah, he he did kind of go wild and like yeah, his, his tangent. Here's what I thought. So here's what I thought was going to happen is because they had pawned Chris's car to make this yeah. to try to get this done. The bank I roll. thought he was going back to the pawn shop to steal Chris's keys back because he felt bad. Yeah, and that would have played could... better, I think, than fucking honestly because the, snatching the jewelry away for this in the first place was kind of dumb. In my but but he couldn't find the keys, so he stole some jewelry to pay back the, you know, the uh, um, the bet, if you yeah, will. I guess you think he was uh, looking for the keys. I think he was looking for the keys because you look at he's like fuck he like he I thought he like maybe he looked in the he was trying to pry open a drawer. He's they trying to be. pry open a drawer. I just took it as in like whatever was in there was more valuable, so that's what he was going for, and he couldn't get to it because of how well it was locked up. So then he pushes over the simple. Drawer I think, yeah, I think if you if you decide to shoot the movie, Bill, you're definitely saying like yeah, he was looking for the keys, like. And, and, and I like get, that. I could get that argument because he is like frantically searching. But I didn't take it as anything about a vehicle. I think, I think it was just like where I need money. Yeah. No. Because yeah. uh, what's he gonna do with this money? Where do you take something you stole from a pawn shop? Yeah, you'd have to go to. How like do you create money with that? You're supposed to take shop. that to a pawn shop to sell. Right. So you got to steal from someplace else. Well, not they had to go to another pawn shop. I That's know he's doing it all fucking backwards. Like, yeah, what yeah. were you gonna do? You were just gonna bring some fucking crummy rings to the guy yeah, and say, "Hey, this should equal five grand." Like, but he's a young dumb kid, so he's gonna do dumb shit. Yeah, it's not. I don't know his character. It's not established enough that it, it just seems erratic to me. It's like all of a sudden he peels out, he's off, and he's just like, I gotta save the day. Which I mean, I, I could understand. So so hear me out on this, right? Because they do mention that like Joe will kill us. Like there's like this understanding that they know that Joe is like grimy as fuck. Like mm-hmm. they like there there's an understanding that uh I don't want to say like mob or something, but it's just like well, he, yeah, well it's Chaz Pomeltary. Uh so it's obviously, you know, I think as a as a viewer, you just kind of connect that dot, you know. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. connected. Uh, and so I, th- I mean, I, I could believe it in a sense of in a in a world where it's like you just fucked up against somebody like that, and you look over and you know this guy doesn't have qualms about killing you, 
and you know that he is just, you know, he's the, he's that kind of dude, then I could see, you know, what would you do as a person, right? You'd probably fucking spiral out of control and try and, and do everything you could to come up with fucking money. Like, you know, he probably should have come up with a different plan, but I, I understand like the mental state of it's like, oh, fuck, I am down thousands of dollars to a man who will mm-hmm. kill me. Like, No, absolutely. I think you're right. I do think that it makes sense story-wise. I just think, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, it's more like the progression of how they took us through that moment mm-hmm. is what sure, I sure. take issue with a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then so Johnny gets involved, right? And he cuts off his cast and he tries to yeah. learn how to play again. little urban yeah. cowboy well, scene well, for you there. Uh, you know, uh, Tara and Johnny make up. Like, the, he, she, uh, yeah. she realizes, like, Oh, why didn't you tell me what you did for me? It's like, well, you're too busy thinking I'm an asshole. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it just, it's I, not something I you want to tell somebody to... anyway, kind of. Right, right. The whole point was like, he didn't want her to know. Yeah, he exactly. Any strings, really. Well, he was going to tell her, but then she, like, there was a whole, there was a whole situation where she took it the wrong way. I almost feel Mike like was... there's something like he would want her to think that she just did all on her own, you know what I mean? Without ever knowing that he was involved. I think he was, I think, I think he was going to tell her because. Yeah. He te- because only because uh, when he comes down with Mike, with Uncle Mike, they come down to get or like he comes down first. Right. And then he sees the scene and uh, cutting back to that scene real quick because he tells her like, oh, I have this amazing story to tell you, like about what oh, just true, happened true. Yeah, about what happened upstairs. Yeah. And then but he he never gets to it because it finds out that he was hustling and then Uncle Mike comes down and then we get. So that that's what makes me think he was going to tell her because yeah. but then, and so she got the job. That's the thing. It's like she she got the job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when Mike sees her bo- the her boss because he's gonna play golf with him, and he sees Tara show, it's like, hey, I got something to tell you. Like, cause it um he knows that she's he, uh, Mike knows that he's pissed. That Tara's pissed at uh at Mike, and it's like I got something to tell you about like what happened that night, and. You know, like, and so, like, just so that the boss is there to corroborate the story, that it's not just some hearsay. And so that's when Tara decides, like, to because she's already missing him because she was looking at him like he's selling motorhomes. Yeah. And, like, when, uh, when uh when he was calling her house and Beth picked up the phone, like she's looking at the door. Yeah. like He wants to talk to him so yeah. bad. Yeah. Real quick, though, Rob, look, I maybe you can explain this. The, the part that I didn't understand is how. Uh, she comes out because the boss comes out first, right? And they're getting ready to leave, and yeah. then she, and then she comes out, and then that's when uh, Uncle Mike makes a comment about, "I need to talk to both of you." I guess he tells her she doesn't know, about right? The but job. I mean, at this point, so what? Did this guy not back up? Did the boss not back up on his bet all the way? Was she no, not no, no, like no, actually no. on the no. firm? Because why else would he need to talk to both of them? I think he used. I think he wanted the boss to corroborate the story yeah. of that night because mm. I think she had the job already. She was she was operating in that job, yeah. and it was more of like she wanted. He, I think Mike wanted to help out Johnny. Got it. So he did. So he he said, "I need to talk to both of you because he wanted." Because if I I think if Mike had just said it himself, she might not believe it. But okay. so like having, you know, the the boss there, that would like kind of solidify the story. Yeah, that makes sense. We don't see that conversation, but then they come back to get they come that, to the call later Tara together up with him. Mm-hmm. And then they they, they yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. do the business. And sure. that's her, when uh, we her hair looks really pretty here. 
Yes, it, yes, it does. Yeah. And that's like what we get. The knock. Yeah. And that's when we get the knock at the door. And that's when all the, oh shit, Danny's in trouble. And we got Nick and we got uh, Chris and Max. And Danny's been locked up. Yeah. He cuts off his cast. And because he's like, fuck it, I'll, I'm just going to have to, you know, fix this. Yeah. He's going to have to, he's going to have to fix it the only way he knows how by playing pool. By playing yep. pool. So then him and Schroeder. They play. They play several games, right? They're, Joe. Joe comes to the pool hall with Schroeder. Yeah, Brad. It's like Nick is like, how's, uh, Johnny, how's your wrist? Terrible. Yeah. Oh, his <laughs> stick gets broken too. Like his stick. Yeah. So he has to use Nick. So Nick's Nick stick. was a, was an accomplished pool player. Mm-hmm. So he uses he's using Nick's stick at the end. Right. Yeah. Oh, because you have a Brad is like, oh, nice stick. Is that what you're going to use? Like, no, that's not a stick, you bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, but we know like, that our boy doesn't have to have his own stick anyway he could just get no. it done period right. he'll get yeah, it done with that with whatever stick is there but it's just like yeah. having that perfect you know it, you have brad with his like uh violin case of mm-hmm. several uh, uh uh billiard sticks which is weird yeah and a sniper rifle maybe yeah <laughs> uh yeah he looked like a he looked like at any moment in this movie, he sure looked like at any moment he could be summoned as like a born agent, you know, he yeah, right. say, they're going to say the word, <laughs> the magical word to activate him. And next thing you know, he's like a sleeper agent. He's out there. A real winter soldier. <laughs> yeah. But his cover was that he's just like a pool hall junkie yeah. during the downtime until. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the rich kid seems like he's like bankrolling this because what's his name doesn't have any cash right now. Right. Uh, Johnny. And, and Nick, they only had the money up front. Like Joe knows not to fucking shoot him any yeah. credit. Like he's like, no. He's and Nick extend that the courtesy either. The first game. So he's like, yeah, he's his, he's, he's, he's at, he loses his bankroll pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, Nick, Nick, what are, what are we playing with here? It's like, I got $5,500. It's like, so I got one barrel to shoot at this thing. Right. And uh, that's when like, out, what are you saying, John? I mean, uh, Rob. Oh, what I was saying is that, uh, what and that's when like Chris comes, like, all right, we're covered, and he gives like 10 grand over to uh, uh, to Johnny. Yeah. And so, we're like, where the hell? Oh, well, we know because we've been told the entire movie that Chris is the rich kid, yeah. right? So, he apparently had some sort of trust fund that he was taking money out of. We don't know. I don't know. He keeps right. coming in with money. And the money looks, I don't, to be honest, it's like pretty bad looking prop money, man. It looks fucking, yeah. It didn't look like money. Yeah. Uh, it uh, yeah. Really bad. <laughs> like, and he, bro, I mean, he even makes stuff. a comment to him. He's like, what the hell kind of ATM do you got? All right. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, he's been, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's definitely been losing it. And, and, you but know, then we find out that it's actually the money from, Tang's future college fund that he's right, right. using to bankroll his dream of going on the road, which I guess maybe was somewhat successful, maybe because he he it seems like he's been on the road a little bit and then came back. Yeah, it's a little yeah, different. A like point. he's in good shape and maybe he's got some extra cash now. Yeah, because he doesn't. He yeah, that's a good point. And he he we know that he gets called because we see that that the rich kid walk out with the phone. Yeah, and which makes make me think some time call. has passed. Uh, yeah, so you, maybe. Yeah. No, that did, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a, I could see I that. I kind of wish yeah. this film set up the t- the passage of time a little bit better. Um, and so- I like the speech that Nick gives Johnny right there, though. Be- just real quick, because he tells him like, "Hey, you, I know you just lost, you know mm-hmm. this this guy, but this guy, you, this guy is not built for the long run. Like you can you can you can beat this guy." 
Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, I just wish it didn't cost me fucking, you know, 20 grand to 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 feel OK about it. Uh, yeah, to get going. Like, he's right, basically like, going. yo, you got the ball rolling. But he's like, yeah, but it, like, uh, what, you know, because of his bum wrist, too. He's like, right, right. he's adjusting and he's also learning the guy's play style, like you said. So he's yep. like, now you got a handle on the guy. Right. So like, right. yeah, but, you know, he's like, yeah, but I just lost, you know, it costs this much just to get there. Right. Um, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, Nick's yeah. not made of cash either, so he can't really front him. Right. Yeah. And, and, but Nick is like, hey, you, ha, you know, this guy is, I've seen guys like this. He's not a stayer. You keep going and you'll break him. Yeah. That's what John was just saying. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, I think that's so, it's a mixture of both of these because eventually Uncle Mike comes into this, like, and he's giving Johnny the confidence, like, you don't worry about the money. It's because it's not about the money. It's yeah. like, it's about you beating this bastard and we're going to win. He I like how it. pissed off Johnny is too when he finds out that that, that it's Tang's money. Yeah, dude. I like so, that. Like, what the dude. fuck are you like? No way. Yeah. I would have never fucking. He's like, we're already in a jammed up with my brother, with me, with this situation. Now you're taking another fucking person from our crew and yeah. they, you're just, you're fucking bleeding us. Like, it's fucking Tang, man. Yeah. Fucking Tang. You're making, I'm pissing away his future, you asshole. Yeah. yeah. But I was saying to John, uh, it seems like Tang went away for a little while and, and when, when he was called back. And it seems like maybe he was doing okay because it, it almost seems like maybe he's got some extra cash a little bit like at that moment. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because he looks okay. He looks a little bit like cleaned up and like, I don't know. He looks it like looks he's still good. doing well. You know, like maybe yeah. things have been working out for him. So there's no definite time frame of how long has passed since he left either. Obviously, yeah. he didn't go really far, but um, the he way he's like, oh, like he called next- me and I came back. Yeah, probably in the next town over. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't that's know. Like he, yeah. But, um, yeah, so then uh, Tara shows up with her uncle, and um, Johnny wins a couple games, and he gets Tang's money back, right? So that's good. Yep, yep. But my brother's still in jail. <laughs> yeah, but he needs to get that bail money, which is, what, 25 grand? Yeah. yeah 20, 20, 25 stacks, yep. Yeah. He yeah, was... so he, he, he has gotten the money back for Chris. He's gotten the money back for Tang. But we got to get his brother out of jail. So we got to mm-hmm. keep playing. Yeah. And Chaz tries yeah. to uh, Joe tries to muscle in a little bit on Johnny and, and walk uh, walk Chris for walking. Yeah. Yeah. Walking calls him calls him on it, which I thought was good. It was a good. Yeah. Part. That thing was walking. great, too, where he is saying it's like, oh, well, it's like you think that Johnny's going to choke. Yeah. But no, I, I think it's. He's gonna yeah. choke. Yeah, I like that, dude. It's and his explanation of money to him was so fucking sick. Like he's just oh, like, yeah. he's like, dude, he's like, table. yeah, you sounded confident. You just put down eighty thousand like it was nothing. Like, I'm a fucking millionaire, dog. Eighty thousand is nothing. And yeah. he's just I like, grand. He's I, like, I, I think it's more money. important to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to bet that it is more important to you. And he's like, and I'm willing to bet your guy. He's going to fucking choke. Yeah. Dude, and when he fucking takes him the ring, he's like the ring. Like he just he, he's shoot it all, Joe. Yeah, because because th- that was what that's what, what Joe's idea was. Right. He's like, I, hey, I, I need to mind fuck this team over here. Get into their heads, you know, fuck mm-hmm. with them. And that's when he delivers his fucking same thing. The church speech fucking hands but it out to but him. Stu- but he stutters when he I don't think it. that's a, I don't think that's a thing, Rob. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't no, I think I don't think I, he stuttered either. I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think I he think delivered he, it just I don't think he does it. I think he does it strictly to get under the skin of Johnny because that's Johnny's thing. That's what Johnny fucking says. Oh, you think well, that's I think the he, reason? I think, he, well, I think it shows us that the he, Johnny got it from him. Like it was probably his thing. 
to say, and I think Johnny it, took it from it him. It could. Uh, either way, it's like we're Johnny's the one who's always delivering it, and now and yeah. now here we go. Joe is. De- I think it's strictly just to be an emotional fuck. Like it, mm-hmm. you know. May- maybe there's something else there. I'd have to go back. I honestly don't even remember uh, if he stutters through it or not. I didn't but hear I thought it, stutters, it was strictly honest. just to fucking uh-huh. get under the skin. What? Well, I see. Here's the thing, because I have the subtitles too, and so like. There's a stutter in in there. It's like, oh, did I say that? Oh, 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 did, did did I stutter? You know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so, what if he? Well, sometimes people stutter when they say something like that. When they say, right, just like, for did, emphasis, did I stutter? Yeah, he's not gonna stutter on uh, like on accident. There, like he's a he's a, a no, not on accident. You say that. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's on purpose. Yeah, if if he did, no, it is on purpose because he could because that character is saying that without the confidence. You might be saying that, or he's, I don't know, when someone says, did I stutter? If I was to say that to you right now, I would I would put the stutter in. I'd be like, did I stutter? Because I'm insulting you. I'm like, did I stutter, asshole? You know what I mean? Did you hear a fucking stutter in my voice? No, you didn't, did you? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think, no. This guy's a street guy, so that's how it kind of, if there was a stutter, that's how I would have took it. Yeah. But you're you saying guys, it's a break in his confidence, which I think you guys have too. a valid point. I just I see it a little bit differently, but I, yeah. I can see where you guys are coming from, and I actually don't disagree with you. That's no, your way makes sense too, though, because it's like he it is a crack in his confidence because he's trying to put out this because, image of uh, like I'm a, I got this under control. Eighty yeah, grand and is I nothing. Think he does. I don't think it is a crack in his confidence, though. I don't think I think he is very confident. In his mind, in he does situation. think he has it under control. Yeah. It isn't until Christopher Walken comes in and delivers his fucking next speech right after it that I think is where that starts to crack. Like, no, 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 clicks. See, that's why I'm thinking like because to, that's why I say like uh, he is delivering it without confidence because Uncle Mike picks up on that and that's where he delivers that speech. It's like in the bathroom. They're down eighty, like it's nothing. It's like, you know, it's like, well, you know, I, I'm a millionaire. It's like, I I put down 80, I lose 80, I make another 80. No fucking deal. Yeah, he's you know, just kind of sticking up for Johnny because yeah. Brad has Joe, you know, on his right, side. Right. And that's his yeah. backer. So. But I just think that, like, Mike picked up on the lack of confidence and attacked that. I guess. I can't even tell you the actual sequence of which one played first, too. Was it the Chaz thing or was it... um. It was Chaz first, right? And then yeah, yeah it was Joe, right. and then and then Mike attacked, and then uh, yeah, his response off of it, right? Yeah, um, and then we get the moment in the bathroom, which is a good bit of dialogue with Walken when because he's pissed, you know, and he gives him like this speech about like the lion and stuff. Um, it's pretty good, and this is a nice this is a nice um, duality from like what we had the first bathroom scene with Joe and mm-hmm. Johnny. Yeah, well, especially because. They're not really looking at each other. They're both looking into the mirror. Yeah. Whereas this is where Mike is looking directly at Johnny. Is like, hey, you got this. And like, this is where the lion speech comes in. And this is the iconic moment of the movie. Mm-hmm. This is this is the speech. And, and this has become an iconic sports movie speech. And a lot of sports stars have taken this speech. It's like, hey, um, uh, I, I think this this scene is great. Yeah. And it, it it does play out pretty good. Uh, what what I don't think is that great is the butt rock that plays as soon as Johnny comes out of the bathroom because he's like all amped up. I don't. So uh, I, 
Up there's like this bit of bo- I don't know what is it like is it like stained or like uh yeah uh, uh, see, Chevelle or some shit what is the fucking band I don't know I couldn't figure it out I forget I I had to look I I missed that but like as far as like up until this point I think the soundtrack has been awesome this song sucks it does it's just like playing the pool now yeah junkies. Yeah, it's like worse than the uh, out on the street. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it was just I I get what they were going for with the scenes. Like, all right, he's amped up now. He just came out of the bathroom. He just heard that fucking he he splashed some water on his face again. And I don't always make the walking speech. They could have chosen, man. I just they put like this worst. I would be curious where that song was at popularity at that time. If he looked yeah. it up, that was probably the one of the more popular fucking like rock songs at the time. It was like a creative oh, yeah. sort of stain. So like, of course, this may have been a popular song back then. I'm sure I don't it was. Know. Yeah, We're throw some throw some rock bands. We don't know that. Like, I, I love stuff from like you know, like the '70s. So this is you know outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah, but yeah, just I'm glad you kind of noticed it. That's one of the negatives of that scene. Oh, I, I, just, I that's a song. It was like oh, the shots are good. So- the sh- it look the 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 scene is great. Yeah, it's like, it, but like it's the just the music fucking song. Just like... It just nah, come on. Ding, like, ding, we... ding, we're gonna put the balls in the pocket. Yeah, it just it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know what the fuck the guys really say. I tried to SoundCloud it too. I didn't like grab my app, but I tried to like capture it with my iPhone or whatever, and I just yeah, yeah. I, I know they have it in the because they have all the songs yeah. that they play mm-hmm. in the credits, and I I missed what I couldn't quite tell. I like what? the closing music. Yeah. The James yes. Brown. Throw that over this scene. Well, they, the big payback. Yeah. Payback is a great song. They use that yeah. throughout the Play film. that it's over great. this scene instead. He comes out of the bathroom. He's amped up. And then he starts, the big payback starts playing out. He starts. Oh, no, yeah. That's, I game. thought that that's what they were going to no. go with. I was yeah, like. Don't get rid of this fucking butt rock bullshit. Yeah. It's 2002, though. So butt rock's like super popular at this time. It's a much better song. I actually, that's on my Spotify or my uh, YouTube music list. So I think he's going to come out to Creed as he's playing. He's like, Can you save Johnny's But yeah, it's so funny. Mm. Uh, but what do you think about like the final hustle that is played on on uh, on Brad? I like the bait and switch of it with Johnny's yeah. turn and the cool way that like they end the match where like he forgot that like he bought his turn. I don't yeah, know. Like, I, like whoa, whoa, hold on there, slick. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. He's like, I just paid five grand to take your shot. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. I paid five thousand dollars for your shot. Yeah. So that's one of those moments where one of those switcheroo kind of like hustles go like I think plays better, you know what I mean? Than yeah. the way he got his job or like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I do think that like I, I think it sort of lacks a little bit of the intensity that I think Callahan thought like was going for though. Um there's like a moment, I don't know, like Do you think so? Did he play that 50-50 or because I know they talk about like there's several comments made about how it's an impossible shot. It's an impossible shot. Like, you can't make that shot. It's not possible. But I'm wondering, so if he would have made that shot, would he have just been like, I win still? Or... Well, here's the thing, because this is this is a one of those things where he is taking a risk here. 
because he's kind of like luring, he's kind of fucking with Brad. And it's like, I'll fucking take the shot. It's easy. Come on, do yeah. it. Like what, he is, he's an opportunist. He saw an opportunity. And yeah. I think that also lured Joe into like, okay, you want to take the shot? You know, go ahead and pay for it. It's like, what's it worth to you? It's like, I don't know, like 500 bucks. Like we're playing for a hundred large and you're going to throw me 500 bucks. Like throw me five grand. Yeah. That's and what I like, mean. Like, I think the scene lacks a little bit of the intensity. Well, no, but that's, that's where it's like, I think he's luring both of them into this trap. So like, yeah, yeah. Had he made the shot because he almost makes it, by the way. Well, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. I, so if he makes it, does he, yeah, he also won. say that he fucking won? Well, no, technically yeah. Schroeder would have won. You know no, what but, I mean? Like, but, but the thing is that they, because they thought that Brad thought that that was like, oh, well, you didn't make it. So now it's my turn. It's like, and that's where like he kind of flips the switch on him. It's like, no, 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 no. I paid for your turn. But if he had made it, if he had made it, then that would have been play dumb and be like, well, I win. It's like, boom. That would have been because they thought that they, they, that this was going to be. Johnny's turn. It's a win-win for them because they're like, well, you right. can't that's make what, it. Essentially, that's what I'm getting shot, at. So it's... we're going to get paid anyway. Right. And then yeah, if you do make it, you're going to lose the, the big fucking You see the look that Mike and Johnny give each other. Like, they, they, they're like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely like, helps. Money, I feel Joe. like Chaz he's being the good. guy who taught him how to do stuff like that, though, would have been wouldn't have won for it. But I know they're playing on like his hubris. Like, he's at this moment, he thinks he's up and he thinks he's going to win. Like, he knows, he thinks he has the better yeah. player. Um, yeah. And then he does well, not only that, but it is a fucking impossible shot. Like, that shot is fucking ridiculous. So I get, yeah. like, being sucked into that moment for sure. Like, as a hustler, that's what you fucking live for, right? Those moments like that yeah. right there. Like, that's what you, people in their weakest, mo- like, that's what you're really fucking. It's not the old tricks you should have been looking for, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know, know. it ain't where I've been. But then uh, (laughs) nice. But you know, Chico comes uh, 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 comes back into the uh, the pool hall. He's got some unfinished business. Gonna fuck up Joe. Kind of convenient. Yeah. Kind of convenient. And uh, was it that or was it set up? It could have been set up. Either way, could have been set up by by Johnny. Who knows? Maybe. That was my first read. There's no, there's no like setup for that. So. Yeah, there is no setup. Like, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah. And then he wins basically. And then Chaz gets fucking what, uh, chased by, um, what's his name's friends? Uh, by Chico and boys. Chico yeah. and the gang. Chico yeah. and the gang who already beat him up earlier. Like, yeah, but for who knows, a couple years ago, whatever it was. Um, Johnny gets Uncle Walken's Mercedes. Yep. Yeah. Rides off into the sunset with the girl. And then uh, this is where, I, now, um, obviously, Hyderberg didn't see this, but John, did you see the epilogue oh, scene? So, the, are you talking about when they touched the girl's boobs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Okay, I think there was yeah. something else you were talking about. No, 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 no. That's the scene I'm talking about. Which why is, is he, so, why, they don't mean that he's gay. doesn't mean that he's gay just because he, he does wince a little bit while he's grabbing he a boob. That, that girl's boobs. I know, like, but I think know. it's more just like also. To, I think his character is meant to be like he's just kind of scared of like sex at this moment. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be young. I don't know, like really young or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or inexperienced. I don't know. Maybe because uh, if they were gonna play with that aspect, like I don't know, it's not really ever. I, I feel like in two thousand two, which it's when this is right. Like I don't know. I feel like we were kind of. 
like there'd been plenty of. It wouldn't have surprised me if he was a gay guy in the group and the other guy. He was scared. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't feel like you. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's it's just funny. Natural. I just wasn't sure. They allude towards that a little bit. I mean, in a in a way, yeah, because they all touch. That's another scene that seems weird to tacked on, like just all the brothers. I think the, the I think it's a payoff to. I a thought it was joke. just a you know joke. what you know it's not a payoff because at least show us the tits, bro. <laughs> yeah, like don't give me the scene and then it's a rated R film. <laughs> at least turn the pant. Give me a POV of Tang's. You know, I don't want to see Tang touching him for a moment or something. Yeah, fucking ain't right. In the one, the, the little, the Jewish kid, he paid twice so he could touch. Hell the yeah, there's two forties, two hands. Just touch one. It looked like you either get to pay for one or both. You can couldn't I touch both. The, I, I said, what the one? Why I think this scene is pretty cool because you know in other movies we've seen like the bloopers of like especially like in a uh, um in a um. Comedy, oh, Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah do Jackie see, Chan what's his name? Right? One pro. Yeah, but Which, like I the, do like that. Schroeder's the one. His character, like they have that moment where he's like, "Hey, man, you you know, you played oh, good. Yeah. You hustled me. I wouldn't say you beat me in a sense, but you 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 got me. Like, and you're good." And, you know, yeah. like they have that conversation, which I think he kind of put maybe gets him into the pro league after that. Oh, for sure. In a pro for game. Sure. Well, that's what we get there. But uh, yeah. what I like about that, like that kind of epilogue scene, because I think this is probably the first, you know, Marvel has become famous for doing that. Oh, my God. Where but are I, you going with this? No, what I'm <laughs> Don't do it, it, Rob. Dude, do not. Don't do it, Rob. Do not. Come, come you on, draw bro. some wild uh, yeah, ass if You're trying to draw some kind of... Dude, but you are not going to say Marvel bone you're trying to dig up here. from fucking pool hall <laughs> yeah, junkies. Yeah, Kevin Feige totally yes, was sitting there watching the stone. Yes, that's where he got the inspiration. That he Rob, this will quickly become a don't ever watch this shit if yeah, you Rob, what the fuck is in that cup that you keep picking up and sipping? Jesus, you are drunk tonight, Robert. Yeah, what are you drinking? Ethanol or some shit? Ether? I made this. I made this Nothing same tongue. claim on Circle of Jerks, and I no. bet you look like a fucking jerk. Yeah, I have a. Too I'm bad not Andy probably didn't give you the same fucking that, shit. I'm about to. Yeah, the first iteration of the the post credit continuation of the story. First of all, there's plenty of films that have had post credits way before this fucking film. Hello, Robert. Barry. So what was it? Fire Thirteenth, like Stingers, like. Have existed before this. All well, there's been bloopers. Scenes. Sure, there's been no, bloopers. That's not bloopers. Those are actual scenes. That no. Sorry. A bunch of dudes in a broom closet feeling like a waitress's titties. You're comparing a bunch of dudes, dude bros, in a broom closet, making bets on whether this lady's tits are real. You're comparing that to them establishing the fucking Avengers, bro. Yes. Yes, I in am. The end of Marvel films. You are Cut his fucking crack. mic off, dude. Hey, you just lost six I'm fucking you picks, down, dude. bro. I have had you back this whole goddamn podcast, Robert. Holy I will not shit. let this fly. Yeah, I was waiting for the moment where where uh, Samuel Jackson opened up the broom closet by accident. Yeah, and I was like, oh and shit, I was. If fucking Miss Marvel the came out, on? yeah. <laughs> I'm serious though. It's like we know you what? are. That's why we're laughing. I know. I know. That's the worst part about it is that you're serious. <laughs> I mean, there's not some pool hall junkies like universe that's being that created. You like this movie, you don't need to try and like connect it to everything, though. That's no, definitely... I'm just saying that like it's, it's this the center the fiber. This is a fake dinosaur film. bone. I'm calling fake on this bone. You might have dug it up, but it's fake. Someone yeah. put it there. <laughs> it's not real. It's man-made. 
Oh, come on. And then what about John? What if we're wrong? And there was a world where Kevin well, Feige was up. complete assholes. Kevin Feige if was that, up late if that, one night. If that's like, the case, I... then we are. We are... Not, I am going to dig up that interview with Kevin Feige. He's like, yeah, we kind of took this from Pool Hall Junkies. And I'm going to I'm gonna. There is solidify. a tie-in. There is a tie-in to your argument is next week's pick uh, has to do with the MCU in a sense. And um, they're similar. They, next week's pick is also a similar sort of themed film in a sense to me we'll see yeah uh to this film it has similar elements to it but anyways that was uh pool hall junkies yeah the um, beginning of the mc yeah pool hall junkies yeah, everybody I, knows it goes pool hall junkies then incredible hulk then iron man one that's right. how you start the lineage of the mcu jesus christ yeah <laughs> it's definitely... but uh so one of the uh i wanted to touch on just something real quick before we get to our uh review our ratings um one of the big reasons why this film did not perform as well as it could have because it's not very uh, good no, I'm just <laughs> so uh, actually, just nasty. <laughs> dude <laughs> you guys are assholes um, hey this is bound to happen at some point on the show so that is Sorry, true on your okay. that's okay i like I, I like this this has been a great discussion i i uh, i'm really i'm i'm liking it a lot uh, but Mars, Hall- Mars Callahan actually became extremely ill just before filming concluded. Uh, what it turned out is that he had a very rare form of cancer that attacked his kidneys and adrenal glands. Oh, shit. Oh, and wow. he actually collapsed during filming. And they're like, we'll release you from the hospital if you promise not to go back to the set. He's like, yeah, sure. And then he went back to filming. Yeah, of course he did. Oh, yeah. And because this is his this is his baby and he actually had some other projects that were on the that were going to be coming up after this because Allison Eastwood was uh he was dating Allison Eastwood at the time had befriended Clint and he was going to do a uh the film he was going to do after this was going to star De, uh, Robert De Niro and Clint Eastwood hmm. and so uh he didn't get a chance to really because of his illness he didn't get a chance to promote the film. He didn't get a chance to do anything. And I think that's why the film just didn't perform at all. Yeah. No one knew about it. There was no media. No one knew about it. And uh, off of a $4 million budget, it made $400,000, which oh, is shit. terrible. Nice. Um, and I think, uh, you know, there's still people that speak very highly of this film. I'm one of them, obviously, but it's... Um, you know, the people that were involved in that, like, they really liked this project. Michael Rosenbaum, Anson Mount, Mars Callahan, obviously, uh, uh, Chaz Palminteri, Christopher Walken, they speak highly of the film. Uh, but actually, like, what was also really sad is that Mars Callahan didn't get to continue his career progression because he was in and out of a wheelchair for the next 10 years because they removed his kidney and uh, his some of his adrenaline glands and so it caught it he wasn't able to walk and so he couldn't do what he needed to do to uh put the films that he desired out on the big screen yeah. which is kind of sad uh not to bring down the room but that's uh um, i was just gonna say way to bum us out at the very end there <laughs> yeah no, that's good to touch on yeah i just i just wanted to because it is important because it, it's kind of this is a his last uh, Mar- looks like 2007 yeah, Mar- Mars was on a career progression that he was on the upward, and it just didn't happen. 
And because he had connections to these, uh, his heroes with De Niro, Clint Eastwood, Christopher Walken, he didn't get to really realize those those dreams. Um, in California, and he, you guys ever see California spelled with a K? No, I haven't I seen that yet. You guys have never seen yeah, that? I I, ha- I want to see it, but I haven't sure. seen it yet. It's going on the list. David Duchovny. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, that's um, that's Paul Hall Junkies. Um, I uh, I feel pretty highly on it but let's uh let's explain our uh rating system we do things a little differently here on the cinemigos uh you know from top to bottom we are a uh, instant classic buy it uh rent it just watch the trailer or never ever watch this shit <laughs> so i'm gonna say that so i love this film uh clearly i think yeah. everyone knows from my conversation about the film i like it because it's not just about the pool it's about um, the junkies also. Yeah. But it's this is a film about father figures. It's about, uh, you know, whether they're good or bad there. There's a lot of duality and poetry um, from from the opener to the ending. And I just love the character interactions. I like I, I personally like the dialogue. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. It's it just it works for me. Um, and yeah, the movie is winking at you the entire time, but it's, I don't think it's doing something that it's trying to, um, I don't think it's trying to pull one over on you or being like lame on a, for, for a particular reason. It's, it's, I think that, I think all the lines for the most part work. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. The ending song doesn't work for me. The, uh, the Greek guy doesn't work for me. He sucks. But other than, other than that, I like I like the little the fun that this film is playing, mm. um, and well, one other thing too this this film did win a uh, SB for best sports film in two thousand three. So no uh, shit, there's that. Yeah, that's definitely an important award to get for sure. Yeah, well, I mean it's not an Oscar, but hey, you, you won something. So hey, the film I got an award. <laughs> I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but this is an instant classic for me. Oh, shit. Okay. I love, of, I, you, you have said I, some I wild ass shit this episode. Yeah, um, bro. Man. You partied hard this weekend. You Holy did, fuck. bro. You are so drunk right now. It's, it's no, incredible. I'm not. No, you, ha- you okay, have to be. You I'm want, shooting you, you some bail my... now. I'm shooting you bail. <laughs> the same amount that you're giving this movie. If you watch my review on Circle of Jerks, I gave it a five star review. Even though I get it, like you enjoy this, I don't know. I can't like I can't say that your enjoyment is wrong because that's you, you know. Right. I, but I, I like to put this a five. So this is like you, Jimbo. Like no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not even like this is Dirty Harry. No. Listen to reason, Robert. This is that's not fine. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. This is the same problem I have with like uh, Letterbox, right? There are films within different categories, and di- uh, that I would say, like, let's say if I was gonna rate like a Grindhouse film, right? So yeah. if I was gonna look at something like Switchblade Sisters, okay, you know, that's pretty high, that's pretty high up on the list, right? Like as far as like, in its genre, I think that's a great film. But is that compared to like Casablanca or? memento no of course not yeah but when it's i when long. i think instant classic i think like most people are going to watch that film and instantly think it's a classic to them i don't think I that think, this film I is one of those films in I my opinion this, 
So here's why I rate it an instant classic is because to me, this is the second greatest pool film outside of The Hustler. Word. I get that reasoning. I get it. That's why I rate it so high. Because I think The Hustler is certainly an instant classic, right? The Hustler is uh is it yeah. Yeah. So and to me and I I like this film like just below that, but I I still think that this is an instant classic. All right. I'm not mad at it, Rob. I'm not mad at it. John, uh, what about you, buddy? Me? Uh, I liked this film. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the whole time. There wasn't a whole lot of it that I didn't uh, not enjoy. Um, the characters, the scene. I love a, I love a, good, uh, I love a good movie where it kind of takes you into a world, especially one you don't know. You know, where it's like pool halls. I never, I, you know, I grew up uh, fucking around arcades and shit, but never pool halls. So, you know, I, I, it's not like there's I, arcades I there. out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. There are. Um, and it's just it's something, you know, like uh, something that's, you know, not necessarily taboo, but, you know, it's like it's just kind of frowned upon to 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 go to a place and, and, and hustle people out of their money and to see like and to, to get a glimpse into that world and see a guy that's good at it and kind of gain all those aspects of it. Uh, I, I liked it. I like, I like almost all the characters, you know, like there's, there's, I really enjoyed, uh, the, the friendship that they had, that they had each other's back. I think that that is really a theme that is shown throughout the whole movie is like these, these core guys are here for each other and they'll, they'll do anything that they need to do for each other. Um, Christopher Walken is a G he just comes in, he delivers some of the fucking greatest lines in the movie. Uh, you got that kind of like elder statesman, like uh, like when I think of like a like like if you go to a golf shop or somewhere, you know what I mean? They have like their local pro, like the the store pro, if you will. And uh, that's what Nick feels like in, in this movie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I I I would I would give this a this is a very, very solid rent it that could rent it slash buy it. OK. All right. Heidelberg, how about you, buddy? Uh, for me, Pool Hall Junkies 2002. Mm-hmm. Some pros. <clears throat> I like the cast. I do. Uh, for the most part, I do. Like, I think this is a pretty good, uh, interesting um, melange, if you will, of uh, actors in this film. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I like the premise of the film. Um, you know, it's, it's been done before, but I still like it. You know, guy goes back, you know, goes back on his ways, uh, or tries to please his lady goes legit, you know, has to get someone back into dark world because of something, someone that he knows is tied into got in over their heads or whatever, since he's left. Like I've seen this story in other, uh, movies before, but I think it's a good, it's a good story. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good mo- motive for a character. Um, I do think the relationship between Johnny and his mentor, Joe, I think it makes for a good story um, to follow. Um, they, But in one of my cons, too, they don't really develop that story enough, in my opinion. Uh, some of the pool stuff I thought looked really good. I thought that it was shot really well. The moments of um, the like the action pieces, if you will, of just, you know, the balls getting knocked around and the tricks and stuff going on, because it's like. How many times can you see the same shot? But, uh, you know, they cut it well and they and they they do the best that they can with these shots. And like you said, it's tough to do this or it's tough to do something like a bowling film. You know what I mean? Make it exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you can. So I think they do a good bit. And like you said, the actors doing their own shots and stuff like that. That was impressive. I commend that. Um, And the effort put into the the roles for that. Um, I thought the pacing of the film was pretty good. 
I was never really bored, um, which is really good. It's only an hour and a half, which is, I guess, good. Um, you know, it's not it doesn't always say it's welcome, but I thought it could have been a little longer if they would have um, filled in some certain things, certain things that I've mentioned and our discussion that I had issues with or just utilize their time better and keep it an hour and a half. But just, you know, strengthen some of the weaknesses that I thought this story had and the characters. Um, I don't know, man. I obviously throughout our conversation, I, I didn't love this movie. Um, instant classic. Really? Dude, I just don't. I don't know, man. Um, I'm not saying that as a joke. I really do believe that about I just don't movie. understand, to be honest. Like, I get that you you hold it up high, but it's a classic. Okay. Um, I honestly, I didn't love the dialogue in this one. It felt like wannabe Tarantino dialogue to me, bro. It felt like poor imitation, in my opinion. It really did. It kind of reeked of it, in a, in a sense. I was like, I don't know. I know I sound like a dick. I just like this film... I get it, too, because it has the charm. I see where it's going. I see what he's going for. But the fact that, like, the themes of this film seem all over the place, too. It's like a Tarantino-style film, and sometimes it's a pool hustler film. It's a noir story. It's also a bit of, like, a bad comedy with the lame friends and their tit jokes. You know what I mean? Um, apparently, it's a precursor to the MCU as well. I don't know. I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, the themes, yeah, I don't know. They don't gel for me. The relationship between Joe and Johnny, it's lacks it lacks depth. Um, it's established very quickly in the beginning, and then it goes nowhere for a while in the film. Joe is not even there. And then he shows back up and he's just like this villain, sort of. Um, there's no real history between them. Like it's it it's it's told to us that there is, but it's never shown to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're supposed to be told yeah. we're told that like, oh, Joe's, you know, from part of his past, but we never saw moments of him raising this kid, teaching in the ways. Like I said, show me Nick, show me him and show the kids some more and how Johnny got to be who he is now. We don't get any of that. Johnny doesn't really have any arc to me uh, in this as much as the characters in some of these better films. I think you're mentioning like The Hustler or Rounders or one of these kind of films where I feel like our characters go somewhere a little bit more than Johnny does in this film. Um, yeah, so, uh, and the relationship between Joe and John, I said they just lack depth. Um, it's just shown to us and not, I mean, it's not, it's just told to us and it's not really shown. There's no time spent with them. I didn't really like Mars's Callahan characters like Johnny. I just, he's not unlikable necessarily either. Like, I just didn't, I don't know. There's something, his acting's not great. I'll be honest. Like to me, it just didn't, uh, it didn't grab me. I didn't it, I wasn't it wasn't believable like he just I don't know personally I think like he should have ran I think he should have ran through the script another time like another pass and maybe directed but not starred I think he I think he had too many hats I think he was too involved in this movie and even Quentin casts himself in smaller roles when he does go in his own movies you know and I could tell that right. this guy seems like influenced by that that sort of filmmaking Um, so I get that but I just it felt a little half it felt half baked I think it could have been a way better film, in my opinion, like closer to an instant classic. Uh, uh, so with that said, I'm giving pool all junkies. Um, I'm going to just get, I'm giving it a watch the trailer. I just, I just oh, didn't really like this one. We're all over the map on this one. Yeah, bro. I'm just a watch the trailer. Check it out. If it appeals to you, maybe rent it, but all right. Yeah. Uh, well, Sorry, man. no, that's all right. That's a, that's okay this is what this is about like we're not always gonna like the films yes i i love this film 
but I'm not like hurt that you don't like it. That's yeah. that's what happens sometimes. You show your friends films, and it's like, dude, why would you show me this? This fucking sucks. I didn't like. I don't like. I'm not like. Oh man, I hate that I lost an hour and a half. Like it's not that kind of film. But I can just. I don't know. For me, I see the guys like he's wearing his influences on his sleeve and stuff like that. And like to me, it's a little. If it kind of feels like a, uh, I don't know like a first film kind of try hard effort to get in there and say everything in one film, you know, or I don't know. It just feels uh, like, like I mentioned half baked a little bit, like it could have been, it should have been left in the oven a little longer, I think. And it would have been a better film to be honest. Um, I think it resonates. When did you see this film? Like recently or like how old? Um, It's so I first watched this about three years ago. Okay. And I've seen it. I've seen it about 20 times since then. Wow. Funny time. I really, I really like this oh. film. It it spoke to me for yeah, some reason. It, it must. It I does. don't know why. Yeah, it does. Huh? Then, then to be honest, I can't begrudge you for making it instant classic in your eyes. I mean, if you watch it twenty fucking times, like that's classic status right there. Like to watch something that many times. I mean, I I own the film. I and the thing yeah. is, like, there's no there's no Blu-ray release of this. It's only a DVD. I had to buy it used and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Something about this film just hit me in, in a way that I, I don't know why. Um, I'm curious that, to, to see what you think of my pick next week, then. Well, I, speaking I of see some pick, I see some similarities that uh, we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Between well, that film and this film. Next, yeah, speaking of your pick next week, what are we doing? Uh, so next week is my pick, and we are going swinging. Um <laughs> With Swingers from 1996, a film about dating and not swingers in the sense that you are thinking. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's the uh, was it the say John Vince Favreau, Favreau film. John Favreau, the, the, those guys. OK, cool. Yeah, Vince I'm, Vaughn I'm, and John Favreau, uh, Heather Graham. Yeah, I've never seen it. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out. Fuck yeah. Well, we have uh, other projects that we do here around here. Um Heidelberg, you're you're on another podcast. What uh what's that called? Uh it's uh called a cut above uh horror review. Uh it's a uh par- horror review show uh where John Jacqueline and I meet each week, uh much like this one, and we rate and review horror films. Um we just finished a, an entire month uh, dedicated to the Unibrow and Horror. You came on for an episode. By the time you're hearing this, it'll have been out for a while. Yeah. So uh but yeah, it was a blast. And uh we just do I don't know. It's just fun. We have guests on a lot and it's just a fun time. So if you want to check us out on uh, social media, you can find us at uh, a cut above dot horror underscore review on Instagram and cut above horror on Twitter or X. And you can find us on Facebook at a cut, cut above horror uh, review. And we are on all the podcast uh, apps, podcatchers and everything. Uh, what about you, Rob? Well, I'm on another podcast as well. It's called Circle of Jerks. You mm. can find us on YouTube. Uh, we do a weekly live stream on Tuesdays where we have we have different theme months. Uh, so, you know, we've done uh, Shalocktober. We've done uh, all sorts of different like different uh, themes that we that we do. Uh, we also talk about esoteric ideas, thought exercises. Sometimes we'll talk about the news, anything that kind of runs across uh, me and my co-host, Andy, like uh, what mm-hmm. comes across something interesting to us uh for our main show we'll we'll bring on guests we'll talk about movies uh we'll interview uh new guests kind of talking about stuff that we uh think is interesting uh 
That sounds fun. And you can, yeah, it is fun. You've been on the show a few times, which has been I great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get the sit by this when this comes out. We're gonna have about got the Cinemigos, uh, our our group together on the show, so that'll be great. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at Twitter slash X at podcast coj or on Instagram Circle of Jerks podcast. And John, where can we reach John? Uh, John had to uh, exit. Uh, he had uh, something to take care of. But um, if you want to catch John, he does 8-bit uh, gaming. Uh, well, not 16-bit, old school gaming. Uh, he streams it on Twitch at Kinetic Onslaught, I believe. Yes. Uh, Twitch.com, right? That is and, correct. Uh, it's a really cool, uh, it's a chill It's a chill hangout. I've, I've checked into his stream before. I believe Same. you have as well, Rob. It's yeah, a yeah, fun time. And he's really good with uh, these old school games and like figuring out their uh, their patterns and beating them. Yeah, he's he's really good at it, actually. It's not easy to do. Uh, yeah. Trust me, I, I feel like I've lost a step in my in my gaming cred because I don't have the same reflexes I once had. Yeah, and you got to keep games, them honed. That's for sure. Like those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, I would need to. I need to train to get we to. Do. Uh, we need a training training montage of like you just doing. You like putting uh, pool uh, cue dust. Uh, on your fingers. I need, I need to chalk it up. I need yeah, to chalking chalk up, up your fingers as you play these old school games. <laughs> Much like your favorite movie, the the instant classic, Pool Hall Junkies. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if the listeners uh, enjoy listening to Cinemigos, where else can they catch us, Rob? Well, on Twitter slash X, they can reach us at Tres Cinemigos, T R E S C I N E M I G O S. And on Instagram, they can catch us at Cinemigos, one word, underscore, podcast. With all that said, I know it's not about the money, but you can't go on playing bums all your life. Sooner or later, if you're any kind of man, you got to step up, step out, and see what the fuck you got. Hey, your badges. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges.